Hey everyone, today is Friday, the 15th of December 2017. This is The Gap, episode 400. Uh, I'm Luke And that's Job Gilroy. How you going, Job? I'm fucking seedy. I'm hungover. You're, you're Star Wars hungover? Uh, Star Wars hungover. It was Star Wars Day yesterday. And as is tradition, we got really drunk and <laughs> shit on the new Star Wars. Except we didn't record it. No. Uh, which is good because it means that eight months from now, I won't find the recording and then chuck it up without having even listened to it or anything. Huh. Uh and I'm pretty sure, like, the parts that I did listen to the last time we did this, uh, that thing, uh, it was gibberish anyway. It was nonsense. Yep. The, like, we got pizza three yep. quarters of the way through. It was trash. We were watching but Star Wars at the we same time We were watching well. Star Wars at the same time, yeah. And we were watching The Force Awakens, which we should just watch the originals. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyway. I have a question anyway. for you. Yeah. Have, do you eat, like, me the the food? The fucking the, the two-minute noodles. Yeah, yeah. Shit, yes, I do. All right, I have a question for you. Do it. Because I'm, I'm a bit of a newbie. Um, sure. It comes with seasoning, right? Yep. Two packets of seasoning. One's like yep. fried onion and fucking some magic dust. Yep. And there's a second pack. It's got like oil, chili, and something else. Soy sauce. Soy sauce. Are you supposed to use all of that shit? Yeah, of course. Or, or just like, oh, I want this one to have chili. Yeah, no, you use it all. Okay, cool. That's how I've been doing it. I've just been kind of putting everything in there. Because on the yeah. back of the packet, it's like, add seasoning to your like liking or some shit. And I'm just like, well, all right. I'm just going to put well, it all in there. Well, look, it's to your liking. Yeah. Do you, do you, you don't like, do you drain the noodles of the water or do you add it with the water? Do you eat it like a soup or some shit? No, I drain the noodles. All right, perfect. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking bam this migraine game up a notch for you. Right. Get two packets of yep. migraine and have right? double. <laughs> you have double. It's amazing. No, you get two packets. You get a fucking quarter chicken from Coles, right? You strip you strip the chicken, right? And you toss the seed seasoning and all that stuff. You toss the chicken in that shit. Right, and then you add like a little bit of the noodle water. You got to use noodle water. Don't use like regular water because the noodle water has like starch in it. Right, you add some of that fucking noodle water into that motherfucker. Right, and then you toss it all all together, and then you crack an egg into it. Yep, and then you microwave it for another minute. Yep, like on the pitcher. I think the pitcher has an egg. No, you don't fry an egg. You crack an egg into the noodles. <coughs> mix it up and then you like microwave that shit and then you take it out and it's fucking amazing right. like yeah but now it's no longer two minute noodle or three minute noodles it's yeah it's like it's an effort yeah it's it's well I mean you're already it's you're eating two packets so it's gotta be at least four minutes right okay it's, you gotta right? extend the time yep so you gotta do something in that spare time yep and that's you might as well shred a chicken and uh, chop some shallots on top. Fuck, man. I wish I had... Uh, I'm eating cold spaghetti, which, to be like, to be honest, I love cold spaghetti, so I'm, I'm still cool with it, but fuck. I wish I had some meat rings. Yeah. <sighs> it's pretty good. I just realized um, on, our, on our sheet, our magic sheet that we use, there's... Um, uh, usually put the date on there, and, and it had November... 
and I've, I've just fixed it. I put December. I did say December today, but I probably said November last week. Maybe. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what month it is. I just read this shit that's written here. You read exactly what's on the, yeah. So hopefully people what did listen and they weren't like, oh, they put up an old recording. My name is Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Perfect. Um, excellence. It's our 400th episode. 400th. And I just, I just, I just tweeted it out. Yeah. 400. What the fuck? 400th. Uh, tweeted it out. But uh, Gap, the clothing brand, is shutting down in Australia. They're leaving Australia. They're yep. giving up. We beat them. Yep. We beat the fucking clothing band. I mean, brand. Damn it. We fucking out like... Fuck you, mega corporations. We're the fucking best. I went to the closing down sale and I bought a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because like $11 shorts. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Don't even fucking think about it. Like, yeah. All day, baby. $11 shorts. I want all my shorts to be $11. It's crazy. I remember when they opened and there was like a ridiculous line. Yeah. Um, yeah. For this shop, it was nuts. Mm-hmm. And then you get in there, and it's expensive as fuck. And you're like, "Why is everybody lining up?" I don't. It's understand. crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, they've definitely made more money than we have off this. <laughs> yes, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a definite possibility. Um, so, all right. Yeah, four hundred. We are. Uh, we went and uh, celebrated last yesterday. Yep. Um, by watching Star Wars twice. Mm-hmm. And Fine. then drinking from 2.30 till... 2.30. 2.30, yeah. A whole 12 hours. <laughs> 2.30 to 3, yeah. Um, it was a big day. And then I got up at 12.30 and now we're recording, so... Yay! Um, yeah. I'm feeling a bit rough, but... It's been a good week. It's been a good 400 episodes, Luke. Congratulations that's, to you. That's what I do. Yeah, thank you for putting in the bare minimum effort week after week. Um, you know, just being a, a different voice for people to listen to in between the glory that is me talking about video games. It's, uh, I don't know. Nobody ever thinks of how hard it must be to be in someone's shadow, you know? But yep. you do it week in, week out. And, uh... Yeah. You are the wind beneath my wings, is what I'm getting at, Luke. Right. Yep. Can you sing it, the whole thing? Oh, I certainly can't. Uh, <laughs> I feel like... Did we go to karaoke or something last night? Because my voice feels like we went to karaoke or we, some shit. We were thinking about it. Uh, I definitely didn't. But uh, uh, We went to Frankie's after. Went to, I think, three bars. <laughs> Yesterday, we? yeah, we went to um, we started at Bar Luca, yeah, um, which is like a, a restaurant bar type thing, sure, it's, or it's a bar, I guess. It's, yep. it's got bar in it's the got name, bar in the name, yeah. yeah, but they do food as well. Um, like awesome chicken. So we started there, then we went to Kitty Hawk, which is like a, a classy whiskey bar type thing. Is it, um, is oh, it? no, rum, rum bar, rum bar, yeah, yeah. And then um, we went to somewhere else? Frankie's. No, we went somewhere on Clarence Street. Right? Didn't we? Did we? I think so. I think we were trying to go to Spawn Point. And that was shut. 
Oh, yeah, we went to Spoon and Goat. Spoon and Goat. That's Shit, we went to a lot of places. Spoon and Goat. Um, went to Spoon and Goat, which is like a um, uh, a nerd bar, I guess. Yeah, a nerd <clears> bar. <throat> and, yeah, and then we tried to go to Spawn Point, and then we went to Frankie's. Uh, yeah, I don't remember shit, eh? To be honest. Yeah, um, I don't know it's Frankie's. So Frankie's is like a um, pizza, pizza place. Pizza place, yeah. With mainly drinks. Well, we went to the whiskey bar downstairs, didn't we? I vaguely remember. Yeah. We went to the secret whiskey bar. The secret whiskey bar, yes. Oh, and I was paying for everything. What did I? Wait. I think I was. I think I bought everyone everyone's drinks. I don't know. I don't know, Job. You're asking, you're asking questions that I don't have answers for. Oh boy, I should check. <laughs> I have no idea. It was a, it was a long day. I don't have that much money. Why would I do that? Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, cool. That's great. Anyway, video games. <laughs> Christmas is cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, video games. Um. Uh, we, we may have some special guests joining. We don't know. Uh, we, Job invited, I think, everybody last night. So we'll see who kind of <laughs> shows up. Yeah. yeah. I've got one person messaging me now. Uh, uh, being like, yeah, what's going on? Okay. Yeah. So this will be, uh, this will be just as, as uh, spontaneous as I think the show normally is. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some games then. Video games. Yes. Hello, neighbor. Hello, neighbor. Um, I play this at PAX, and yeah. I was a fan. Yeah, but I've heard I was wrong. <laughs> no, I've heard they've they've like they must have made changes or some shit, right? Like I've heard they've seriously wound back the level of the AI and all this kind of shit, right? Hmm. Is that true? You've played it, right? Yeah. So I guess when. It was I think you that talked about it last time, and and um, it's so that it's this game where you play a character that uh, is trying to get away or escape their neighbor's house or get into it and and uh, try and figure out what's going on, and it's got this AI which is the neighbor um, that sort of roams around and and uh, basically its task is to catch you. And stop you, and when that happens, you you start again, and, and um, or, or you start back at like a spawn location, and you go in again and try and do things. And there's like a puzzle element to it, and that type of thing. Um, so yeah, basically the AI, uh, it's works, I guess, in a similar fashion to the AI from um, uh, Alien Isolation. So it's always this presence that's kind of around and and sort of stalking you, but. Yeah, I think it was you that talked about it or if it was Nate and said that like it's this AI that kind of learns your behavior and yeah. sort of what you're doing and then evolves as you keep playing the game. Yep. That's not really something that's kind of happening. I mean, it does do some things like that, but it's um super simple. Like it's a very basic form of learning. Um <clears throat> so for instance, uh, so for instance, you, the, the kind of house, uh, is split up into three acts and each time you complete an act, it's, uh, the house kind of evolves. He, he's this crazy neighbor is adding bits and pieces to it. So the first time you get in there, it's a, it looks like a standard house, like two story house, nothing 
special about it. Um, and then all of a sudden, once you do get to where you need to, it uh, gets a bit crazy. Things start happening. It's a bit strange. And then um, next thing you know, there's like 18 levels to this house. It's, it's just explodes and it's got all this insane stuff that's happening. And the... Um, so, so sort of as you progress through the game, uh, he will sort of look at the areas that you're going to and start putting things like traps down or um, sort of patrolling that area a bit more. Yeah. And the traps that they kind of, well, that he's putting down, it's not anything special. It's kind of, he's got like two or three different things that he does. So he's got like bear traps. So he might block a door. Um, and the way that you would get past something like that is by using the physics in the game and picking up an object in the world and setting that trap off or jumping over it. If you, you know, if you've got the ability to do that, um, you know, the yep. space, uh, and you can put down things like, uh, security cameras. So if you step in line of that security camera, it sort of sets it off and it lets him know that you're there. Um, yep. and he'll come looking for you and you get rid of them by throwing a box or something at it again. And, um, and also the other thing that I did find he does is he'll put down like, uh, buckets of water or paint or something. I'm not too sure what it is. So it's a bucket filled with something above like a door. Yep. Um, and then when you go through it, it sort of tips on you. Um, and it, every time you do something like this, it's sort of that you trigger that trap. It, it lets him know you're there and it causes a bit of noise. Uh, and then he comes running for you. Um, so that's kind of the learning bit of it i guess that's he sort of starts setting traps down and making um you know your job a little bit harder but what i found to happen is that the dude will just like like you'll get to a hallway and there's like the hallway is lined with like six or seven security cameras like right next to each other and it just stuff like that just doesn't make any sense um so there'll be like, you know, eight cameras on the wall, like one after the other. And you sit there and what you'll end up doing is picking up a box and just throwing at each camera one by one and uh, trying to destroy it. He'll come along and then you run away from him and then you come back and get rid of the cameras again. And um, there's just not really... It just it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't feel like you're out, out trying to outsmart. Yeah. I yeah. continuously like learning AI. It just feels like you're being forced into a bunch of extra tedium or some shit, right? Yeah. And so what I would end up doing is, oh no, he's caught me and then run away from him, like go up a ladder. He has a lot of trouble with ladders. He's quite slow. So I'd go up a ladder and get on a roof and then just run away and start again. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go back to where I needed to be. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's not as, as deep as they were kind of touting it would be. Yeah. So that's kind of the biggest thing for me is that it just doesn't feel like a challenge. It's just extremely tedious. And you can get like, you get caught and there's no sort of repercussions to that. He kind of just, you just start again and it's like, oh, okay. Or, or like, it doesn't reset the entire game for you. You just respawn back to where you were and off you go again. All right. Um, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Mm. There's, um,. There's, like, literally no tutorial system for it at all. Uh, I played the alpha a couple of weeks back when I when I bought it. And um, 
uh, that at least had some sort of tutorial in it, which was quite strange. It would teach you like, hey, go find this key and then go find this briefcase, open the briefcase. And this is how you pick things up and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, this yeah. kind of just opens and it's just sort of like go, like figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk about the first puzzle in the game. Because just to kind of give you an idea of how lacking, like, in terms of teaching you what you need to do and um, how difficult it was for me to finish the first puzzle. Um, (coughs) So, the game opens up. Before you do. Yep. Yep. I believe that is Junglist's entrance music. What's it sound like? Are you going to uh, sing the theme song? Yeah, that's that's definitely not his theme there song. There is. That is definitely Hello. his theme song. John, if you had a theme song, what would it be? <laughs> Y'all can't hear me. <laughs> what's what's your theme song if you have a wrestling theme song, John? Uh, there's a few jungle-related jungle tracks. Oh, of course. That use the word junglist, so I'd have to go with one of those. That's fair. That's fair. Luke, what's yours? Um, I was not prepared for this uh, question. No, you just got to pick someone. Yeah, it'd be a Metallica song. I don't know. Which Metallica song? Master of Puppets. Let's go with that. Why would you... What? Why would you go with Master well, That's Look, that's you'd be standing there for a very long time. That, yeah. <laughs> 10 minute intro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to listen uh, to the whole thing. <laughs> Do we have the ability to play one of these tracks over the thing? No, copyright issues. Yeah, we can we can do our own versions of it. Um, Luke, I'm master of puppets. <laughs> no. Obviously, mine would be the wind beneath your wings because I am the wind beneath all the wings. Um, Maybe I'll go if you're listening at home, and hmm. you can look up uh, "Incredible" by General Levy. Ah. Uh. I'll probably go with that. Okay. I'm, I'm going to look it up. Incredible by yeah. General Levy. Uh, General Levy. Sure, Joe. Yep. I'm sure he doesn't know how to pronounce his own name, but let, let's go with what you think it is. Look, I'll tell him. I'll tell him his name is Levy. <laughs> um, all right. Excellent. Anyway, Luke is telling us about how Hello Neighbor has yep. a amazing tutorial. Yeah. Have you played no, it? All? First puzzle. John? First puzzle. John? John? We've lost Oh, John. no, I've not played it. Okay. Um, so, have you heard about it? Uh, only in that it popped up in my Steam and I got an email about it, but yeah, that's it. I haven't yep. really looked into it. So, it's just, it's basically a puzzle game um, where you are trying to uh, explore a house and there's a presence in the form of a neighbor uh, and he's an AI that is trying to catch you and he sets down traps and patrols the area and that sort of thing. Um, Yeah, so the first puzzle in the game is uh, it starts off and it's a sort of basic looking two-story house and and something happens in the house and you're trying to break in, like you see him doing something and uh, you're trying to break in and get to you know, whatever it was that he was doing, um, and, and figure that out. So the game just opens up and it's like, all right, go 
get this key. You see him kind of put a key down upstairs somewhere. And, um, and so I get into this, this house and I'm looking around and he's at times he'll be asleep or he might be watching TV or something. And then he might be walking around outside the house. Like he's kind of just doing his thing and your, your idea is to avoid him. And, uh, so I spent about 40 minutes trying to figure out how the fuck I'm supposed to get upstairs. There's like mm. padlocks on doors. Um, so I'm going through like drawers in the house cause you can open and interact with objects. So I'm going through drawers in the house. And the reason why I was doing that is because, um, when I played the alpha, it taught you like there was a tutorial in there that said, all right, go find the key. And you opened up some drawers and there was a key and a drawer. And then you would use that key to open up a briefcase. Um, so I'm like, all right, well, there's a locked door here. Maybe I need to find the key. So I'm literally going through every fucking drawer in this house. And I don't, <clears throat> I don't find a key. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so I spend about 20 minutes doing that while trying to avoid this other dude. And he's catching me sometimes. And he's setting up traps around the place, like security cameras and bear traps and all this other crap. Um, and then about... 40 minutes goes by and I'm just like, I literally don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I, I honestly have no idea what like I'm supposed to do here. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yep. So I jump onto YouTube and I'm figuring, well, the game's been out for, I don't know, a couple of hours. Maybe somebody has, uh, is starting to figure this out. And um, <clears throat> I start watching like people that have been doing less Let's Play videos and I'm not the only one having this problem. Like I'm skipping forward like 30, 40 minutes into videos and they're literally running around doing the same thing I am. Um, yeah. and I, I, after about four or five videos, I find somebody that's figured it out. <clears throat> what you need to do is there is a bookcase that is out the front of the house and it's sort of leaning up against um, like the front, like a, a wall near the front. You need to go around the back of the house, pick up three boxes, go back to the front of the house, climb, like start um, sort of maneuvering your way on top of this bookshelf by climbing on top of it, uh, putting three boxes down on top of the bookcase, jumping on the roof, and then um, uh, picking up one of the boxes, throwing the box through a window. Uh, I'm echoing. Now. That is weird. Why are you oh, that, that oh, might it's junk. Be me. Yeah, it's junk. I can hear myself mm. now as well. What's going on, junk? What about now? Uh, no. No. Fine now. Yeah. Oh, sort of. No. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Did you change Damn. mics or something? What, what's happened? Uh, I muted it and then I unmuted it. Oh, okay. Weird. Um. Anyway, I'll keep going. It sounds like it stopped. Uh. So, yeah, I, so you got to break the window upstairs. You go into this room. Um, there's a switch. <laughs> so, I, like, this is a part where I'm like, oh, okay. I've had to do all that shit just to get up here. <coughs> and I'm like, I, 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 all right, I've, I've done that part. Anyway, so there's a switch upstairs. You need to get a bowling ball, put it on um, the shelf that's up there, and then... Uh, activate a fan that's on the ledge and so that pushes the bowling ball slowly across and hits a lever which triggers a platform that's outside to go um, up a level and the reason why you put the bowling ball there is because it's time activated so you want to be on the platform while the thing triggers 
and like and then that puts you back up to a it, into a different room you got to break that window and then go in and i'm just like this is fucking nuts like who is going to the game doesn't teach you any mechanics at all like at a basic level of all right there's maybe some platforming in there or like you need to get objects and put them here and 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 that um sort of act like uh works with the physics system and just none of that that's literally like the first fucking puzzle the game is trying to get you to do i'm just my mind kind of just explodes as to how i don't imagine somebody picking up this game and being like oh yeah that's what i'm supposed to do um as the first thing you need to sort of um figure out in the game uh so i i feel like a lot of people are going to be refunding the game after getting super frustrated with it um because it's just uh it's not intuitive in terms of letting you kind of know what you're supposed to be doing um so yeah it's just it's just a really weird like non-existent tutorial like i feel like it should have built up to that like why the first thing i'm supposed to do is not go to the bottom floor and i don't know find a fucking key or something and then sort of progress that way the first thing you're supposed to do in the game is put three boxes onto a bookshelf out the front and then climb to the second story and then go through a window and do this stupid physics puzzle with a bowling ball. Um, it's completely dumb. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. So that was the point where I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be one of those types of games. Um, and then anyway, so I, <clears throat> I eventually figure everything out. Um, the cool thing is that there are more than one ways to sort of do these puzzles as well. Like you don't have to necessarily uh, like put the bowling ball on there and do it you can sort of well the way i did it was i uh i triggered the switch um and then sort of trick jumped across to the platform using the right. um the roof <laughs> using my quake three skills of course. Uh, so you didn't have to do it that way that's that's just the way that i saw people doing it um using that bowling ball thing but i just sort of jumped around the corner and managed to move myself in the air because it's quite floaty. <laughs> So, right. yeah. Um, anyway, so I did that. And then it takes you to the second house. And uh, it sort of progressed a little bit. The, you know, there's extra levels in there. He's, he's built up this giant fence around the, um, the house now. And the idea is for you to get out because he's kind of, he's captured you and locked you in. And you're trying to escape as a little kid. Um, and, uh, and this again is there's all these different ways that you can get out. I found there's, uh, there's like three or four different ways that you can sort of, uh, escape this prison that he's built for you. Um, the way I got out of that, the second one is I was putting a box down to finish this, um, like I'm doing all this puzzle stuff. And uh, I put a box down on the ground and I'm about to jump on the box and it fucking launches me up into the air, like the physics bug. And I end up uh, being shot over the fence and landing. And then that finishes the day for me. And so that's like, I, I think I finished that act in about four minutes um by breaking it so i <laughs> i restarted at that point because i was like that i just a bit cheaty um let's do this again uh yep. and do it properly um but yeah again there's some just really insane puzzly st stuff that you need to sort of do to to progress on that act as well that <clears throat> doesn't make sense like i spent a lot of time just looking at videos because i would get stuck and be like i literally don't know what i'm supposed to do it's just yeah it's just uh like i just feel like i'm being hindered by something 
And then I'd find out what it was I needed to do. I'm like, all right, fair enough. It's like a weird point and click adventure game where where you get stuck and you're just like, well, I'm just going to click on fucking everything and see what happens. Uh, eventually, yeah. I'll find it. And that wasn't even happening. Um, just really crazy things of <coughs> like platform jumping onto weird locations and then triggering like a, a, a thing that you need to do. It's just like, that's that's not a fun puzzle at all. It just doesn't like that doesn't make any sense. It's just a stupid, you know, you need to jump over here. And if I would have known that, oh, maybe I should probably try and jump over to that thing. It's just, yeah. Anyway, I didn't like it at all. It's it's a bit buggy, as you can tell um, from like the that weird physics bug that I had. There was other things in there as well. Um, like he would be on top of a roof and just all of a sudden launch straight across to me um, really quickly. Uh, he'd have trouble climbing up certain... Like if I was um, in his house, I would just sort of stand on top of a... Uh, like a kitchen bench and he would just stand there looking at me because he couldn't get, get up there he couldn't figure it out so we right. just had a stare off for a while um, thought that was cool. quite interesting um, and again like the whole learning mechanic that he's supposed to do is just super basic um, I think they have dumbed it down in terms of what the original scope of it was yeah. uh, and with the like putting literally eight cameras in a row next to in one location just doesn't feel like it's just so like a boring way to sort of try and get you to do things in the game um i was really looking forward to playing it and uh i got to the third house and there's like weird mini games that are in there and that are super buggy as well and i've been just reading comments and people do not seem quite impressed with it it's got like the last time I checked, it was mixed reviews on Steam. Um, yeah. So, at least I'm not fucking going crazy. It seems like it's a um, overall. Yeah, it's still mixed on Steam. Sixty-three percent of users have a positive experience with it. Um. So yeah, uh, it, it's like a really cool concept and idea. They just yep. uh, execute it really badly. So. Hmm. Yeah, I would definitely stay away from it in, until they at least fix some of these bugs um, and uh, maybe put some sort of tutorial system in there or some way of teaching you what you're supposed to do because um, it's not it's not fun. It's not a fun experience to kind of get into. Yeah. Maybe that was their strategy to have a first puzzle that takes you over two hours to beat so they can't refund it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, I don't know if they're going for that community type of puzzle solving as well. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's not... Like, I didn't get that uh, feeling from that's what they were trying to achieve in the sort of description of the game. It's... Mm. Yeah, if they were like, oh, yeah, this is going to be this, um, you know, you kind of solve it with the rest of the community. You go on to... I don't know, forums and figure that out. It just seems like the discussion board is, all right, I'm stuck. I have no idea what I'm doing. How do you do this? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it could be giving them more credit than they deserve. Hmm. Like, I saw people gaming gaming by uh, being like, go to an area of the house that you don't need to be at, get caught there three times, and then he'll leave you alone because he'll be patrolling that area and you don't need to be there anyway. Like, he's not where you need to oh, be yeah. anymore. 
just like basic basic stuff like that and it's just like oh man um abusing his learning thing yeah like abusing that or just go to an area of a house smash a window and then leave like draw him over there and do that a bunch of times and he'll start being over there and you'll you know you won't see him for half an hour um and i had that happen in the third act where i got to a like sort of there's different levels in this third act um because he starts building and building and building and i didn't see the dude for about half an hour because he was down on the bottom floor still fucking around and i was up upstairs like doing all this other stuff it was yeah it was um kind of a bit broken so i don't know man i wouldn't i definitely want to recommend it to people at the moment it's it's about 30 something bucks on steam um in australian and i don't think it's um it's in a good spot at the moment yeah like but yeah. I, I do think it's interesting like it's there's definitely a lot of potential there um that's just not in a great spot at the moment yeah that's it, it, it sounds too much like they've gone backwards from where it was that's the crazy thing to me hmm. so i don't know like does the game still have potential if it has already pissed some of that potential away like I mean, from a philosophical point of view, right? Like, does does potential still exist if it was better and has gotten worse over time? Does it still have potential to be great? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, cool. Hello, neighbor. Or, hello, nobar. <laughs> Classic. Um... <laughs> You played anything new, John? We don't have you on the on our, on our games we're playing list. Uh, yeah. Restrict no, yourself no. to anything you've played within the last two weeks, you lunatic, because <laughs> you haven't been on the podcast for a year, and I don't need to listen to a year's well, worth of John's games. I've been here. You um, <laughs> you just haven't asked me any questions, which oh rude shit, it is rude of us to be honest. Uh, Battle Right. I saw you review Battle Right on Fandom. You're working at Fandom now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Point out. Uh, I guess that's a new thing. That is a new thing. Uh, so Fandom is the editorial arm of like Wikia.com, right? Yeah, I mean Wikia rebranded to Fandom, and I'm in the news and stories division of that. So um, we're <clears throat> surprise, surprise, doing news and stories, Fair enough. Um, and kind of rating the Wiki content and making articles and pretty data viz out of all that yeah um yeah so uh but that's that's going really good and they're very um triple a focused uh they like to tackle the big ips uh, the big properties um so uh yeah battle right was uh an indie review that i managed to sneak in there and um uh yeah i mean obviously i love battle right uh, I, I, it's my game of the year um, with the sort of uh, caveat that I have not yet played Breath of the Wild or Mario. So I'm sure a lot of people would feel like if I played those two, then they would be my game of the year. But um, Or um, apparently PUBG. Apparently PUBG. I'm sure apparently Joe would feel it. that PUBG <laughs> would be my game of the year if I played that. <laughs> Um, for some reason, I keep on coming back to Battle Right when I have a, a rare spot of free time. Yeah. But, um, Which, yeah, if no. any, like, really, I think, ultimately indicates that it is sort of your game of the year, isn't it? If it's what you keep coming back to, 
Yeah. How could it be a wrong choice? How could it be a bad choice? And I got to give him a lot of credit for, um, cause you know, I've been playing it for like a year Yeah. and like when I started, it was quite bare bones in terms of cosmetic content and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, they, about two or three months ago, they came out with this big post about their new content schedule leading up to release and going free to play. Yeah. And they've really stuck to that. So, um, everything's come out on time. Uh, the launch happened on time. The they had this big uh, prehistoric event that happened on time. They've been releasing all their new champions on time, uh, and so it's kind of been coming thick and fast. Like they just released a new champion one or two days ago, and the last new champion was I feel like it was only like three weeks ago or something like that. Mm. Um, and they're all like the latest champions are all really good and really fun to play. Um, like the the last one that was three weeks ago, I've had a chance to play with her quite a bit, and she's basically like Samus Aran, um, and she can like roll up into a little ball, and she's got an ultimate yeah. where her ball kind of like pinballs off of walls and stuff, so you can kind of use that to get around people's shields and hit them from the back. And uh, she also has the I don't know if you remember the um, the shock rifle from Unreal Tournament, yeah, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how the rifle can do the shot combo where you like the ball, you the alternate ball fire and that the, orb. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you shoot the orb that you fired, it results in this big explosion. So yeah. it can take a bit of skill if you are moving around quite a bit. Um, but she's got that combo as well. And, um, not being really in much of 3d space, it, it takes less skill to do it, but it's more of a situation. It's more of an area denial kind of thing. Like, uh, it, it costs energy to fire the orb, so you can kind of like fire it onto an area that you definitely don't want the enemy to be in. Uh-huh. Uh, most of the time, it's yourself. Uh, <laughs> so, like, if you've got two melees that are coming down on you really hard, you just fire the orb on yourself, just to say, sort of, get off me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is just a lot of smart. You know, everything everything that company does just has a lot of smart ideas behind it, and like every ability that champions have have both an offensive and a defensive use and it's just yeah it's super smart so um i've been evangelizing it a little bit and getting some other people into battle right um well you got me like you got you got me in that launch yeah uh you definitely like you definitely sell it like pretty hard to people you talk to because it does like when you talk about it, it sounds like an awesome game it is actually it is like really good fun but you also sort of feel like you got to properly invest oh, to, yeah. to get a lot out of it. And, like, yeah. that's obviously not a bad thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like a fighting game. Like, if you yeah. like if, if you didn't play Street Fighter for, like, I don't know, five months after release, and then you go to a place where people are playing, like, if you go to an arcade, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then you just jump on the machine, like, yeah, everyone's going to fucking smash you because <laughs> they know... Yeah. strategies and stuff yep. so it is a bit like that you have to invest a bit of time and even the people even on the Australian server like people know what they're doing now yeah. so but how, how carry, are you getting um, me to victory? sorry how are sorry? you getting how are you getting uh, characters and champions is it like money based or is it like in-game currency uh, yeah so they they have like a rotating roster now and um, now that it's free to play it's like typical League of Legends thing where it's like there's a certain amount of free heroes in the rotation and uh, you can unlock uh, hero champions with a loot crate type thing and 
then you can like I think there's a, a package that you can buy which gives you access to all the champions so I guess that's kind of like a lifetime just buy everything deal um, I automatically have that because I bought into the early access so I've had that like from the beginning um, but yeah if like it's free like for people who want to try it out it's free and then you can try out the rotating roster and then see if you want to buy it I've since like spent more money even back when they had like <laughs> nothing to to buy <laughs> mm. I gave them money because I was like this game's fucking awesome and I want to support the devs but um, yeah free to try and all that yeah yeah cool. yeah noise are, um, are they long games like because I know you liked uh, Hot Speed because it was sort of shorter 20-25 minute games are these around the yeah. same time length or no, it's far shorter than that. So it's like it's very quick games. It's much more in line with like a Street Fighter or a Tekken. Um, I'd say a bit longer than like a Street Fighter match, but maybe like five to ten minutes, closer to five minutes. Uh, like you're only getting up to ten minutes if it's like every single round is down to the wire and like yeah. you've got the sudden death mode. Um, there's two v twos and three v threes. So like I have been because uh, I've been getting a few other people into it. Uh, like my mate Adam and my mate CJ. And so we've been trying out some 3v3s just so I can kind of like have like tutor both of them at the same time almost. Right. Um, but uh, those last a bit longer because um, those like the 3v3 team compositions are a bit more healer focused. So those matches are a bit uh, longer paced. They're a bit more like, okay, let's retreat and heal up and then see what we can do after that. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Um, is there anything within the like arena that's sort of stuff that you need to do? Like, oh, you have got to activate this stuff at some point, or is it just pretty much just a brawler? It's pretty much just a deathmatch. The middle of the arena has orbs that you can collect. Uh, so there's a main orb in the in the middle that has like a certain amount of energy and health, and when you kill it, it's split between the team. So um, that's really cool because if you're the last one left on your team and say it's like a 1v2 situation and you manage to steal the orb, that means you get all the energy and health from the orb mm-hmm. uh, and it's it allows you to, like it makes it a bit easier to clutch. Um, and some of the health that you can get from that orb is true health. So it's like if you, like there's, uh, uh, how do I explain this? So like if you're damaged more than 40 health, uh, for every bit over 40, you start to lose maximum health. Yep. So that puts a limit to how much you can be healed. So like, yeah, if you if, if people are bursting you down, like you'll only ever be able to heal like 40 more health. Um, but if you kill the, the middle orb, you'll get some of that max health back as well. So it's like, it's pretty valuable. And then there's also like other healing orbs and other energy orbs in the middle. So like if someone else is kind of like, hiding around the wall or hiding off to the side they're missing out on all those orbs so like your goal is to kind of control the middle of the arena and like sometimes they'll try and bait you around the wall and it's like it's similar to a MOBA in that regard where it's like we don't need to chase let's just control this objective keep getting resources and you know when they're ready to face the music they're ready to face the music Yeah, man, sounds cool. I should check it out at some stage. You should they definitely do, check it out. They do have Australian servers as well, which is which is awesome. Yeah, they've had it all throughout early access. So, mm. unlike some games, yeah, I was I, like I've always thought that you'd actually enjoy it, Luke. But I mean, you'd have to start playing 
PUBG, so yeah. Or Dota. I'd have to stop playing that as well. Yep. Well, pretending you still play Dota. I, I, um, I've been playing it. I have seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's odd. You're odd. <laughs> um, all right. What else do we got? Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What happens? Oh, my God. The fucking Predator invaded Ghost Recon Wildlands. It is cool. so fucking cool. Oh, my it's God. Like, it's a quest in one of the jungle areas to the east of the map. I was playing it literally before we, like, jumped in to do the podcast. Um, it is bananas how fucking freaky deaky it is it nails it and it's got like the fucking theme music and everything oh and it, I, I, yeah it's can so you, fucking cool. can you play it with people or is it as, yeah oh my god all right can yeah. you not spoil think, it i won't we'll but i think we need this. four people i think you we need four people to get it done no i was doing it with drew and oh um, we were we were struggling uh the it's quotes rough. would be epic when you're playing with four people, just like quotes flying around all over the place. <laughs> if you think that, but actually you're just scared shitless the entire time. So like honest, yeah, look, I'm not going to spoil it so we can play together, but like the amount of time you spend emptying fucking magazines into the jungle at <laughs> basically nothing is so fucking it's so cool it feels like like that is totally you're in the fucking movie you feel like you're just fucking ah, chunking <laughs> into the fucking jungle it is bananas it's uh, an ai right like it's not yeah, another no, player it's not another player it would okay. be so fucking crazy cool if it was another player like i have i i've never realized how much i want to play that like Mm -hmm. all the time i like i don't know as soon as uh pubg's getting mod tools when it hits 1.0 apparently or shortly after 1.0 and all i can think of in the world is a predator mode now like one squad is four predators who have all level three armor all the time and they do like four times the base amount of melee damage they don't have the fucking laser cannon or anything like that they're all fucking melee like uh they can go invisible uh and 96 other people have to fucking hunt them down like i'm not sure how the balancing would necessarily go (laughs) like but uh yeah and can you climb trees uh, yeah, you got to be able to climb trees. Uh, yeah, you got to get up on top of trees and leap, and you got to be like hyper mobile. But uh, yeah, if, if you can make that happen, holy fuck, holy fuck, that'd be amazing. This, yeah, so this, this, it's it's a free update. It's fully free. I don't even have the fucking season pass or anything. It's just you open up Wildlands and there's a new like quest icon mm. in the map, and it just looks like the predators targeting icon, the cool. triangle. And uh, you go to that and you start the quest and yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. The, oh man, the fucking, yeah, it's so good. I love, I, I, I never remember how much I, like that, the soundtrack to that fucking movie just gets me in the, it's so fucking, oh man. Anyway. Yeah. If you've got Wildlands, one thousand percent reinstall it or open it or whatever the fuck and check it out because it is killer. I don't know if it's worth buying Wildlands because it's literally <laughs> just one fucking mission. But, I did like uh, Wildlands. Is it worth reinstalling? Yeah. You play? 
she yeah, already have plays... a green store for Rainbow Six. Yeah. Zhang. Oh, <laughs> I've got it installed still from my Assassin's Creed review. Ah, uh, fair enough. I've been playing that on Xbox, man. I think, I think Xbox is definitely the way to go for me or for that game because I don't want to be sitting in front of a PC playing that shit. You've been doing 4K. Yeah, and I got it. Yeah, I got it in 4K model. Speaking of yeah, Xbox, it was good on like, PC. It was actually like the PC yeah. port was decent for this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think my brother played it on PC, and he was saying it was actually a good port, and he was surprised, which is yeah. a depressing. It was actually a good game, of- and I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was. What did you think? Like, because obviously, it it had that attempt to push towards the Dark Souls style <laughs> combat, but obviously it yep. never really got there because, so like in my opinion, it misunderstood a couple of fundamental elements of totally. But you know, I, I'm still a really big fan of it because, yeah, um, like obviously I support like the, you know, as you said in your article before, uh, the, there's the two different styles. Mm. Um, I support the move to a hitbox based combat system and a more challenging combat system because I think in doing that it gets closer to achieving what the franchise has originally wanted to do, what it's been trying to do since the first Assassin's Creed, which is make a stealth game. And like, there's never been any point to stealth yeah. because combat was so easy. It's like, I, I, whenever I played an Assassin's Creed, I would just rock up to the front door and just kill shit. And then, do the objective there's just no point in stealthing around so um you know path of least resistance and all that so uh yeah now there's consequences to combat and now i guess it it it, um combines with the whole leveling system as well like i don't know i found that my sort of flow was i was doing missions and infiltrating forts that were about two levels above me yep and so, like, if the normal mobs were two levels above me, then the captains and the commanders were even higher than that. Yeah. Um, so then there's really some people in the fort that you actually do want to avoid. And uh, I was upgrading my hidden blade so that for the people two levels above me, I'd still be able to kill them in one strike. Yep. Um, so that I found that to be quite a fun thing. I was like, okay, this, this is... To me, it's kind of like achieving what... As the first Assassin's Creed wanted to be, and it, they've never really got right until yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I mean, yeah, I guess that's that's the main takeaway is that it makes stealth actually feel like yeah a necessity more than anything. Um, yeah, I, I actually like, didn't obviously, like if the, you're gonna like compare combat system to combat system, then uh, yeah, of course it doesn't really match I, up to Dark Souls. I felt like stealth should have been overpowered the way that combat used to be. That's how, like, I felt like you shouldn't have to be, t- like, teeing up your hidden blade. You should always be able to one-shot someone if you can get the drop yeah. on And I know it's obviously, like, something you can abuse and, like, you'd have to work pretty hard to make sure it couldn't be abused in that way. But at the same time, yeah, man, like, I just felt like... Yeah, you should be able... If you can sneak up, if you can get a drop on someone, it doesn't matter what level it is they are, yeah. you should be able to fucking kill them. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, you, you put a blade in their neck. Exactly. From yeah, hidden position. They, should, they, they should die, not lose, like, 20% of their health yeah. five levels above you. I yep. was trying to do that shit. I was trying to take on people, like, 
five levels above me and <laughs> they just kill you in one small hit. Yep. Are yeah, you quite far into it yet or? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um I didn't beat it, but um I got like or actually did I beat it? I can't remember. I got like yeah, quite far into it. Like thirty five hours in or something like that. Yeah. But it's um, a very long very long game. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I do kind of agree about the whole hidden blade thing, and like, because it does get quite grindy. Like for someone like me who is constantly taking on things two levels above me, because that's the sort of level of challenge that I liked. It yeah. meant that I had to do a bit of resource grinding just right. to keep the hidden blade upgraded. Yeah. And I found that with the leveling up, like there's side quests, but they're not really mm-hmm. side quests. They're like, <laughs> like all the side quests are actually main quests. Mm-hmm. Because you need to do all the quests mm. to stay leveled up. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm actually really enjoying playing it like as a, a game that I have to review because I just jump in for like 10 minutes mm. on my, on like sit down, yeah, knock out a 10 to 15 minute session, uh, do a bit of hunting or watch some fucking hippos kill some crocodiles or some shit and then <laughs> yeah, again. My funnest time in it was just forgetting the quest tracker and just mm. heading out into the desert and then either just coming across a tomb or coming across a fort that I would infiltrate and just doing my own thing rather than doing the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just want to go back to Predator quickly. Uh, yeah. Because sort of relevant to news, uh, Disney bought Fox like today uh-huh. <laughs> or yesterday, which technically means they own Predator now. Disney owns Predator. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Shane Black is making a new Predator, right? Yeah, it's coming out next year. Fuck, I'm so fucking pumped for that. Yeah, it should be sick. I'm I'm pumped because Shane Black, I'm pumped for new Predator. Like, provided he fucking isn't, like, hamstrung, especially now that Disney's got it, provided he can make it, you know, good. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's going to be fucking killer. To be honest, I'm fucking, I'm super ant. I can't wait. I can't wait. Shit. Oh yeah. I I think I'm going to watch. I think I'm just going to watch Predator on the weekend. (laughs) About a billion times. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, um, I was talking about Xbox. I was going to say I played PUBG on the Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play PUBG on the Xbox. (laughs) Well, don't play it if you can play it on pc obviously uh i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend it if it's your only option to be honest yeah um i've been thinking about it right and as 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 much as i am uh a fucking card carrying member of the fucking fortnite hate train um (laughs) i think fortnite is a better fucking console game than pubg is uh it's a better console experience it is actually created with with console gaming in mind and um as a result i think if you have a pc you should play PUBG, and if you have a console you should play fucking fortnite i mean it's free mm. fortnite i mean uh it's free and yeah like the inventory system isn't a fucking nightmare it's janky as balls but like not as janky as fucking PUBG is and you still get the battle royale experience uh, on a console which i think is like at the end of the day I love Battle Royale games more than I hate Fortnite. So, um, like, if actually, to be honest, if Fortnite ever fucking fixes the ADS, like, bullet spread shit, uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I'd be okay with Fortnite as well. Um, I just, I don't like it because if 
feels like such a fucking scrubby version of Battle Royale or PUBG. Um, but yeah, like if they have fixed the things that are wrong with it, then I'd, I'd be down with playing it. I like it because it's free, right? More people can play it. Fuck yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, PUBG will always be, I think, you know, the one for me. Uh, like, and that's like, that's recognizing that I played H1Z1. And I played Battle Royale mod for Armor 2 and Armor 3. Like, I've been playing these games or this game genre mode, whatever the fuck, since it, like, started. Um, but, yeah, PUBG is the one that did it properly. And it's obvious that it's, like, it's all the learnings that uh, Brennan Green took from fucking from Battle Royale on Armor 2 and Armor 3 and from H1Z, his experience with making H1Z1's King of the Kill or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, it's clear he has learned a lot and that's, yeah, that's why it works as well as it does. On Xbox, though, there's just no effort. I hate to say there's no effort. Like, you know, oh lazy developers right that's not i'm not saying they're lazy or anything there's no effort put in to make it a better console experience and as a result it feels fucking awful like trying to loot the amount of times like the so i played three games and i made the top 20 in two of them in the first one i died because uh i couldn't work out how to get out of a car uh which sucks so i drove into this fucking super hot area um and i'm pressing all the buttons uh, and I'm just sitting there like a fucking stunned mullet, uh, doing nothing, not moving at all until eventually I press one, a button that switched seats, mm. but didn't get out of the car. Uh, and then I beat the horn and <laughs> apparently that was enough to alert everyone to my presence. It turns out that the way, like, because there's so many fucking like things you need to be able to do in PUBG, um, they, they distinguish between button presses and like pressing like tapping taps and holds mm. right button holding and button tapping two distinct concepts in PUBG on Xbox and as like and so if you press for too long and it seems like the threshold is pretty fucking finicky if anything but if you press for too long it'll recognize it as a button hold so if you're in a car and you press and hold it for a little bit too long, you uh, press B, uh, it'll recognize it as a hold and you won't get out of the fucking car. Mm -hmm. um, so I dismissed B as a button that would get me out of the fucking car very quickly because I, I pressed it and it didn't work. Um, you gotta really tap it to get out of the fucking car, which is like, I understand to some extent, like you don't want to be able to get out of a car accidentally because then you'll get out of a car accidentally and like while you're driving at 100 kilometers an hour or some shit and you'll die. But most, like that's not really a fucking problem for most people. You don't really get out of, I don't think people do that very much. Like, I don't know, man. And like, it, yeah, I don't know. It feels like tapping would be more prone to getting out of a car accidentally, if anything, right? I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Too many buttons means that you wind up, like, in the situation where, yeah, you've got to, like, press or tap, hold or tap, hold or tap for every... Basically, every button has a hold and a tap uh, option on it. 
um, which is crazy. Then there's like the inventory system is fucking bananas. It's like lunacy trying to switch fucking guns. I, I landed in Milta uh, and went to the cafe um, and yeah, I, I had an ump and a shotgun and I went out the back of the cafe and I found a scar and it took me, honest to God, fucking two minutes to switch out the shotgun for the scar. It just took forever, right? Um, it was a mistake, by the way, because you can only play on Asian servers and there's no auto-aim at all, so you're best off just going with a fucking shotgun. Um, like, all day, get the Sega. Get the Sega and just fucking spray in the motherfuckers when they open the door. Um, that's, the, that's the best way to get kills on console. Jesus Christ, it's so tough to aim. Um, but yeah, like, there's, there's like... The inventory system, you open up the inventory with the start button, uh, and then to, like, pick stuff up, you press the X button. Mm -hmm. Uh, To equip stuff, you press A. And if it's something that you can't equip, like ammo, you can't press A to pick it up. You have to press X. And so when I first was picking shit up, I was just pressing A, because, like, A is the default interact button for most people, I think. Like, I don't think I'm fucking crazy here. Like, pre- people press the A button to interact with shit. Um, so I'm pressing A, and I, I equip the gun. And I'm like, that's pretty intuitive. That's good. I equip a helmet. I equip a backpack. And then I can't pick up the fucking ammo. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why can't I pick it up? Uh, and I, obviously, it says, like, it tells you what you can do in the bottom left. So they, Like, that UI in particular, inventory UI in that situation, mm-hmm. telling you what you can do isn't that bad. But... It's like uh, X to pick up, A to equip, and it hard distinguishes between the two concepts. Why wouldn't you just pick it up? If you like, if it's something you can't equip, just fucking pick it up. Holy shit. When do you pick something up and not want to fucking equip it, by the way? Like, what are you picking up apart from a grenade, I suppose? But when else do you pick something up and not want to equip? Like, what are you fucking carrying? I guess... No, oh, i got no idea. Um, oh, scope. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Like, but that's, I don't know, man. Like, if in that situation, make, like, just auto pick it up if you're equipping. And if you don't want to equip, then you should go through the fucking extra step and press X. Anyway, it's a pain in the dick to take off a scope, by the way, because I had a fucking, uh, a hollow and I found an eight by for my AK in another game. And so I want to chuck the 8 by on the AK because I was like, I don't know. Apparently, I really wanted to not be able to shoot anything, but I wanted to really not shoot anything from a very long distance. So that was the idea there. I put, like, I, It took me forever to work out how to fucking unequip a scope and equip a new one. It was a, such a pain in the dick. And I couldn't auto-equip it. So I don't know. Also a nightmare. Um, every time I auto equipped it, it put it on my Sega. I don't want a fucking eight by on my Sega, to be honest. Uh, it does. <laughs> it would make for some, you know, pretty sick 360 no scope kills, but mm, not really what I'm after. Um, yeah, uh, no OC servers, no Oceanic servers at all. So, like, it's. I, I was getting fucking, like, full blown network lag detected the fucking frozen image when you go over the ping threshold i was getting that a lot on the asian servers which shouldn't be happening by the way 
Uh, and like, I don't know why. Why would you play it if you can't even play on Australian servers? I understand it's a bit of a fucking catch twenty two for for Xbox fans of the game because, like, at the end of the day, I'm like hard out. Don't don't get this game, and nobody in Australia getting the game will like. I don't know. Nobody getting it will mean that they won't ever make any OC servers. But like, but don't same get time, it. right? It's the fucking like the biggest game of the year. Yeah, it, it's so insane to me that they don't have Australian servers up at the moment. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like they're going to. There was a statement released today from Microsoft yeah. um, saying that they'll put it, they'll they'll look into it if there's demand for it later. <laughs> it's like, well. Yeah, it's it's kind of a hard sell if you don't have it there to begin with. Yeah. Yep. Um. Anyway, don't get it. It's it's terrible. It just it makes me so angry to play because it feels like such a bad version of a game I love. And I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely not going to play it again. Um. Because yeah, it's just infuriating to me. Uh. Yeah. Don't get it. Get it on PC if you can. Otherwise, play Fortnite. Um, yeah, that's that. What else we got? Zelda. Well, did you want to keep talking about PUBG? We played the new map. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we played Miramar. We played on the new map. Um, it's killer. It's really it's very different. good. It's, like, super well optimized. I can't, like I sit at a flat 120 frames per second now, which is awesome. Um, it feels massive, like a massive, massive map. But I have been having so much fucking fun on it. Uh, again, we've got to play on Asian servers, but strangely, I don't get network lag detected or whatever the fuck, uh, except for when the entire server is shitting its pants. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it does like it feels a tiny bit laggy, I guess. Um, lag, obviously laggier than playing on OC servers. Uh, we have to play on Asian servers, I should point out, because we're on the test build of the game and they don't make oceanic servers for the test builder. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think the map's awesome, to be honest. I, I, what I really like about it is the way that they've created, like, deflates, natural cover, uh, so that you feel like you can, like, take cover while lying in a fucking open field in the sand. Mm-hmm. And it's not good cover. It's not ideal cover. And people can very easy, easily get around you, but you ha- feel like you can take a moment, like, you start getting pinged, you can take a moment, hide behind a lump of sand, take a moment, assess your situation, work out what you need to do next and get the fuck out and like move to the next bit of cover. You'd still get fucked sometimes, obviously, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they really cleverly created the map. Um, there's new vehicles as well. Uh, the new bikes actually feel pretty good. Uh, the Miramar bikes feel pretty good. The, the fucking... Bikes still exist in Erangel, the original map, uh, and they still feel like like three wheel death traps or four wheel or sorry two wheel death traps. Like they feel like you're asking to die a flippy fucking death. But on um, Miramar, the bikes feel really good. I don't know. There's the combi. There's a four wheel drive. There's no Dacia, and there's no UAS. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've I've been having a lot of fun. What about yeah. you? 
Yeah, it's good. It's it's it plays a lot different because of the you know there's not a lot of like tree cover that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, and it is a bigger map because you're not surrounded by a, a body of water um, yep. around the edges. So it is it is bigger. Um, and like a car is definitely something that you gotta want. Um, and I think, but because it is bigger, there are some issues with the loot table at the moment. Um, cause it can take you a while to get from one location to another. And if you don't have something, yeah. uh, it's, that's a huge disadvantage. It's, um, it feels like it's that, you know, that much worse for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. like we've seen it in the, like pro comp, um, pro competitions where they, they, they up the loot table quite a lot. They'd like double ARs, um, um, I, I don't know what else they double. Anyway, they they basically double the loot table in terms of AR drops. So, uh, in a game like this or in this map where it's so it's so big and getting from mm. one place to another can take a while. Uh, yeah, I think there's um, there could be some stuff that needs to be done there. But it, like a lot of the cities are huge. That they're enormous. Yeah. They're so yeah. big because what they've done now is a lot of these places are like giant buildings and you'll go into one building and you'll spend like a good couple of minutes in there going through, through all the rooms and um and then like leaving there and going to the next house and then that's a huge house it just feels mm. it feels very different to the uh to the original map which is is kind of cool i don't like the combi I, I don't think it needs to be in there in its current state i don't understand why it's in there it's too slow um like I, at one stage I was playing and I was struggling to get up a, a road that was like a, a paved, like a proper road. The combi just couldn't do it. Um, so I don't know why you would take that over a normal car if you had it. It's it's a really weird choice to put that in there. Cause you they can't, need to do yeah, something about the combi. You can only use it on roads and it's I still feel it's too slow. Um like you can't take it off road it just doesn't do anything and when you have it on a main road if there's a hill it's just you completely slow down like i was yeah. going about 15k's at one point up a on a main up road yeah <laughs> uh like we were we were driving at one stage and i literally got out and was running faster than the car at one point than you guys were so there's a joke it's just like this is yeah. nuts it needs a buff or something to it um yeah definitely but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting when it comes on to the um, the main game. I guess when is it next week? Something like that. Uh, and they start looking at um, you know different weather effects if they do that. So um, yeah, just sort of changing it up a bit. There's no there's no spawn island either. It just kind of spawns you in the prison. Um, and then there's no weapons, which is really cool because it's not a, a noise fest. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest concern will be when it does go live, what they're going to do to handle people. Like, like the ideal situation for me is I think the map should be random. Um, I don't think you should get to pick what map you want to play on. And, but in doing it that way, there needs to be a solution to people leaving games. Otherwise, there's just going to be people like, I don't want to play the old map. I want to play the new one. And so they'll just drop out and then reconnect and until they get the new map. Um, and that sounds like the way they're going to do it, which is have it just be random, um, which I'm cool with, but then that doesn't fix the issue of people dropping in and out. Uh, some games, what they'll do is, uh, like I know Dota does it. Um, 
they'll put a uh, like a, a time limit if you leave a game uh, or if you cancel it. Like if you're finding a match and you cancel out of it um, or don't accept the match, then it's like, all right, you can't play for another five minutes. You have to wait yeah. until that countdown. I think that needs to be in there. Um, if you join a match and you leave the lobby, then you should be punished. You should need to wait a couple of minutes before you can jump in again. Um, otherwise, and I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. We're just going to see people joining games and then leaving straight away because they're not getting to play the other map. And we've seen it in other games as well where like maps just drop out of... Well, people don't play them because like yeah. Battlefront had that problem where a map would show up or nobody wanted to play that specific map because... It wasn't any good or something like that, but that's not the case. The difference, like I think that yeah, the, that's the difference is that people. It's it's not that people don't want to play Erangel. They they just really want to play Miramar, and I, like I think that's the key difference, right? Yeah. Um, although, like to some extent, like I definitely think about fucking bailing every time we get a fucking rain map in uh, a rain Erangel. Like if it's raining, then not Erangel. <laughs> I very very uh, keenly think about like if we just should go back to the fucking lobby and try again because I fucking hate rain maps. Um, yeah, like that's, I don't know. I, I do think there needs to be something. They need to do something about that. But uh, at the same time, I think for a little while, I think they'd be best off to just remove Erangel for a month. Well, I, I think if they put like high rotation in there, right? If they say um, maybe it'll be 60-40 or something like that. Or, or 70 30 like the rotation in turn because like siege does that right they put a higher yeah. chance on the newer maps to come up um yeah when they're released so people get to check them out and, and it works really well like you don't have people in siege leaving like oh this map i've never joined a map where i'm like oh this fucking map again except when we were playing um fort for quite a while or airbase uh but still have fun in that stuff yeah yeah no, um, that's that's definitely the case. I, I just I, I think if they took out Erangel for a little while, they could actually go through and give it the same awesome like optimization treatment that they've given Miramar. I think yep. that'd be the perfect thing to be honest. But if they, and if they go the other way of having players choose what maps they want to play, then you end up splitting communities, right? And yeah, so that's they've, they've got, worse. It's, it absolutely has to be random. But I think if you give everyone like a month of Miramar, they will. No, it won't be like the thing to bail on Erangel. That's that's all. That's what I think. Like people want to play Miramar because it's new and fresh and shit. Uh, it's not like significantly better than Erangel, although it is definitely better optimized. Uh, they yeah, so they they want to get in and play the the new hotness. But uh, once once that's done, mm. it'll be good. Um, yeah, it'll be fine. Um, yeah. But at the same time, yeah. like I'm enjoying it, but uh, I've, I've seen it now. I don't need to keep playing test. <laughs> I don't want to play on the laggy servers. Like I'm the same sort of thing that we've we've been seeing as they drop these test phases. Like I'll jump in for a couple of games. All right, vaulting's cool. Um, yep. I'm going back because I, I yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy seeing what they've released and checking it out, and then going back to a normal game and just playing that because I don't want to play on 150 200 millisecond servers. It's it's not yeah as yeah that's fair. especially um, like I, if you start like uh, early game stuff can be a bit shitty sometimes still like you get in there and it's just a lag fest warping a lot and yeah it's just not a fun experience sometimes yeah so, anyway. yeah definitely um 
I've I've had some cracker games though. I put up a video um, of me reconnecting. So I, the game it, it's a bit crashy uh, on the test servers. Like the test version is a bit crashy. Um, I put up a fucking video of me uh, crashing out and then reconnecting. And when I reconnected, these two dudes had come into my building. And they're trying to loop around on my boys, Squirrel and uh, Drew and Cleb. And uh, I killed them. And you would have to be mad at that one. But I think to some extent they probably just thought I was camping my balls off. And uh, yeah, like really waiting it out. But the reality was, yeah, I was actually, I was gone. So Um, yeah, that was awesome. That game was fantastic. I think I finished with like five kills uh, and some of them were fucking bananas. Uh, like one of the kills with that, that was in Los Leones. Los Leones is the new giant fucking city in Miramar. It's like the, I think it's the biggest city. Yeah. It's definitely the biggest city, um, in like the game. And it's, it's full of these fucking like multi, like five or six story buildings that you can go into, but there's this construction area where they're clearly making a skyscraper hmm. and you can get right up on top of it. Um, me and Drew landed on the cranes at the top of it and uh, walked around <laughs> on top of the crane uh, until we found out that you can't get off of the crane. <laughs> uh, it was uh, a very, it was, it's like a fucking, Oh man, I, I, I don't even know. It must be like a 15 to 16 story drop uh, to get off said building. Um, so we started that game having to be revived by Racy, uh, who got us back up. We wound up winning that game, which is fantastic. Uh, even better, we got lucky. The circle finished in Lost of the Owners. Uh, and yeah, we, we just had everything we needed, basically. We, yeah. Hmm. Um, we're gifted. We're gifted a fucking crate. We're gifted the circle. Uh, we're gifted basically every situation. Um, but yeah, the fucking, this dude was pinging me off that, off the top of that construction. Like, I think that alone is 10 stories up and he had a sniper rifle and he's pinging me. And uh, I turned around and plonked him in the fucking head, plonked him in the bean. Cause I had a eight by, I think he only must've only had a four by cause he was, he only like, actually hit me twice and he must have taken about 10 or 15 shots mm. to get those two hits in and I he was lying down so the only thing I could actually hit was his head <laughs> um, so yeah he crawled off and died from falling <laughs> when he was down he crawled off and yeah I mean, instantly died which was pretty fucking hilarious um, we got I got the new desert gilly oh, yeah. in that game um, which yeah it's not bad uh, I don't know um, I don't think the, the Gilly is necessarily a, a, that big a game changer or anything. Um, but yeah, then, yeah, I don't know. I've just been having a lot of fun with it. I just feel like once it comes to the Australian servers, the OC servers, it's going to be so much better. You know, like, uh, I, I won't feel bone zoned in 50-50 gunfights yeah. so much because I definitely feel a bit bone zoned sometimes. Mm. yeah it's cool um, we had that game like two days ago where we rocked up against the top team in Australia that was interesting <laughs> yeah we rolled up uh, we were in Pachinki uh, we started in Pachinki and like fucking 40 fucking squads landed in Pachinki and 
two other squads showed up to Pachinki. Uh, like, legit, I say 40, it was actually fucking five separate five other squads, squads yeah. landed in Pachinki, and two others actually landed there. We had to fucking murder everyone. It was lunacy. Um, yeah. So that was good. We we did. We succeeded. We didn't lose anyone, didn't uh, lose which anyone. is good. It was a th- we, we had three. We had three. We were playing threes in, in squads. Uh, so we're down a person by default. But um, yeah, so we leave. The circle is sort of centered near Gakka, uh, like Gakka South, uh, those houses down there. We roll down there uh, like as hot as we can. And um, like as we're driving into the, the houses that we were trying to get to, uh, we're, take, we're copping shit loads of really really accurate fire uh but we managed to get inside everything's okay like as okay as it can be i guess and uh yeah we start like trying to tee up these guys who are trying to murder us because how dare they and uh yeah i immediately like the first time i peek i'm down like i've i've got 13 armor left in my level three helmet and i am on a bee's dick of health because uh, I, I get pl- double planked immediately in the brain. I'm like, Jesus, fuck. Oh, God. Uh, I heal up. And, uh, yeah, you and Drew are trading fire. I start, like, plinking into them as well. I start firing back. Uh, and eventually, Luke, you fucking knock down one of them. Yeah. Uh, so you get the first knockdown uh, out of the two squads that are like these two, us and them. You get the first knockdown, and it's Blackout NZ, who is uh, who is the I think top fragger in Greyhound Gaming's fucking sponsored PUBG team. That's uh, led by Zoidmate, who is according to Red Bull Australia Australia's best PUBG player. So um, yeah. So you uh yeah we like as soon as we see blackout we're like oh, oh fuck, fuck. <laughs> oh boy what have you done <laughs> and yeah uh, we've made them angry <laughs> man so we went up trading with them for fucking ages like other squads showed up and we uh like both of both of our squads put them in the dirt while they were showing up and shit uh eventually though. The, those guys, uh, they jumped in a car and bailed because they couldn't fucking stop us. <laughs> uh, although they were doing a good job. Like, I was down to one first aid by the time they decided to leave. One first aid and, like, a Red Bull. Um, sorry, an energy drink. And, um, yeah, like, I think you didn't have a helmet anymore and Drew had, like, a proper fucked vest or something. Like... <laughs> We were we were not in a good shape. We just weren't leaving because we had pretty good circle, uh, like presence or positioning. And I think they had to leave because they just didn't. Their yeah, only like real choice else. was, yeah, was to yeah. They pretty much had to push us if they were gonna if they were gonna go for anywhere, either push us or leave us. And they chose to leave. Um, anyway, yeah, we came second. <laughs> 
They came first. <laughs> they came first. Uh, the, like at the end of the fucking game, seven people alive, and we knew. We knew they had all four of their guys alive, and we had all three of our guys alive. But they were they like they had a person up. They were one person extra on us, and they're just they're on. They're they, so they were good. in the circle. We <laughs> we had to move. had the circle. Yeah, we had to push towards them. Yeah, um, we just we finished all, killing a squad. Yeah, we had to, like, push through a fucking squad to get to them. And the other thing was, like, if the circle had been shifted in our direction, like, literally fucking a couple of meters, we might have had a chance. But the only option that we had was to basically crest this hill. And I think there was one tree near us that we could hide behind. (laughs) And all three of us would have to hide behind that hill on, like, looking down a fucking hill. and. Uh, I hide behind a tree on the hill and yeah there was just no no fucking hope um, still it was a good game um, and I died to the play zone so I didn't get the kill suck it <laughs> and um, then you messaged them after the game I did I did <laughs> and they were giving me shit um, because Zoid was was streaming so as soon as like the game ended I loaded up his stream and um, told him that he shouldn't be queuing against us that he should go queue against people of his own skill range but uh the reality is we're actually in that range <laughs> yeah. yeah it's i don't know it, yeah it's just crazy the difference in like for me personally i think i think we could out strategize them mm. uh like I think we're probably fifty fifty on strategy, but uh, fucking awesome like, shooters. Compared to me, they are fucking spectacular shooters, uh, and yeah, I don't know. I need yeah, and I get yeah frazzled pretty easily, I guess. Mm. Uh, when I'm getting fucking beamed repeatedly, so uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I was talking about this last night. How I, it's really interesting that a lot of the top players in PUBG are actually older people as well. Yeah. They're not necessarily yeah. 16 to early 20s. They're, they seem to be in the... Like, Zoid in his career, they're all nearly, like, 30-ish, right? Well, some of them are yeah. older. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah absolutely. Is, which is crazy. It's, also, it's, it's awesome. I think it, like, reflects on how important strategy is in PUBG, and I think that's why it is captured... Uh, like the hearts of so many people um but like pro players outside of australia i think there's a lot of younger dudes so it's not like exclusively yeah young guys or whatever uh old guys but like yeah i don't know it's cool yeah uh def- definitely gotta play i've, I've added linksy on steam and uh i think he's from um team immunity i think we're gonna queue up and play a couple of rounds of him he can Show us how team immunity swings. That'll be good. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to do. I've, I've been thinking about it a lot. I would love to do a PUBG podcast, like just a one-off. Like do a <laughs> gap special every podcast. Week. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like where we get a bunch of the pro players on and get them to talk. Yeah. About I what they look. Lo- I think we totally should. One hundred percent. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna set it up for next year. Cool. Um, all right. John, cool. John right, Phillips, I think. Uh, he's, he's something he'll get excited about. Zelda. Zelda. It hasn't. You haven't played it yet, but um, Zelda. I've jumped back. Why haven't you it. played it yet, John? I haven't had the time. Crazy. Playing on the Switch. Don't you have to travel into work and shit? Why? Why are you traveling? 
I don't have a switch. What? <laughs> Just if you get a switch, then you lunatic. I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow one. Yes, probably steal one next of week. Yeah, and then but then I still need to have the time. Right. I can't really like look at screens when I'm on the bus going oh. to work. Oh, like motion sickness or yeah. yeah. Well, that sucks. Um, well, fair enough. Like I don't know. Play while you're on the toilet, then. You'll be on the I toilet. I might, like, take two weeks off soon. Just to go to the play. toilet? Yeah. That's crazy. And I'll consider playing Breath of the Wild as well, if I get time from the toilet. <laughs> yeah, well, if you can find the time. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. You should definitely play it. I, like, 100% think you should play it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. I want to play both that and Mario, so I'll. Uh, I think I'm. I'm going to take some time off and then maybe do a bit of a holiday and then play some Breath of the Wild. Noise. Mario's not a good. Bit. Noise. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been playing a bit of Zelda. Um. Sort of. Like when it first came out, I didn't really get a chance to sink into it as much because um, it is such a big game. Um, so I'm, I'm quite a ways into it now. I've, I've done my first, uh, I guess, dungeon. I think that's what they call them. Um, yeah. As, as opposed to just going around doing shrines and kind of exploring. Uh, having a lot of fun with it still. I, I do think it's a really good game. Uh, the main aspect of it, and I think I maybe brought this up last time that I don't like, is I don't think it does a great job of sort of guiding you of where you should be going um, in terms of the areas because... The map is so huge. Um, I have wandered into wrong areas at times where I just get absolutely shredded, like one shot by something. Um, yeah. So what I've actually done is I've jumped into like a a guide and sort of, uh, I think it's like a travel guide. It tells you where you should be going. Because um, <laughs> I looked at it when I was in one of these areas and it was like, this is probably the last place you should be going. Like literally in the game. I was like, what? I don't, I don't know. I'm over here for some reason. Like, I don't know why I'm over here at the moment, but I'm here. So I had to travel across the other side of the map and go to where I, I should have been. And I, I was finding it much easier there. So I think I'm going to keep using this travel guide to kind of figure out whereabouts I should be going. Um, cause yeah, it, it gives you those, like that initial quest. It's like, all right, you've got to go do these four dungeons. And it kind of puts some markers in the map, but it's not yeah. really telling you to do them in any specific order. It's just, go do these um so i went and did one of them i went to what well, was going towards it and just getting absolutely shredded and i thought well yeah. let's all right i'm gonna go do these towers and then i'd go to this area and i'm still getting shredded and I'm like, all right well yeah this is not i'm not enjoying this at all <laughs> like am i supposed to be getting fucking smashed or am i doing yeah. something wrong and then eventually i looked up this guy and i was like no nah, go do do it in this order go to this one first then this one and as soon as I went to that first one, like, I was not getting destroyed by stuff. Uh, you know, I was having um, a lot more fun sort of working through that. And that first um, dungeon that I did complete, that level design is really, really cool. I think they do a... Um, I don't know if the others are like that, but it, I think it's quite interesting. It was the um, the elephant one where you, like, interact with the water. Um, oh, yeah. Like, it's yeah. spouting out of its trunk, the water, and that affects puzzles in the the um 
in the environment, but it also affects like the level design as well. And I thought that was really interesting and um, a, a cool way of uh, like having all these pulses in there sort of interact with the environment. Um, so yeah, that, I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm digging that game a lot. I think that yeah. if they just did a better job of kind of guiding you a bit more in terms of where you should be going like i know it's about exploring and that sort of stuff but um when i'm sort of running around in the wrong area for two hours and feeling extremely lost <laughs> um it wasn't that great but i feel like i'm on track now um with with these travel guides in terms of like this is the area you should go to now and then from yeah. here go to this one and yeah that that's a lot better so what do you think of the weapon degradation i still like it um because it forces you to change weapons a lot um and i'm not running out of weapons either like there are most of the game i'm full up on weapons and i'm having to ditch stuff that i'm not like um that is lower leveled spec or whatever because each weapon kind of has a um a, a rating and so i'll be using weapons and then all of a sudden oh, i've got too much stuff so I'll pick up this next thing and I'll just drop whatever is not as good. Um, the only times that I'm kind of not having my inventory full is when I've just done like a big boss battle or something and I've gone through like three three melee weapons or something like that. Um, mm. So I don't know. I think me and you are on the other side of the fence in terms of that stuff. Um, yeah. Because it is cool when you get a shiny new thing and you'll, you're afraid to kind of use it. Like, oh, this is yeah. a flame sword. But... <laughs> I don't really want to use it because it's got to break in, you know, after I, I kill uh, five or six things. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Like, if there was a durability thing in there that allowed you to repair stuff, it could be maybe a bit more interesting. Um, so you weren't afraid of losing weapons all the time. At least yeah. it would allow you to have something that, all right, I can use it a couple of times, but I can fix it again. Um, maybe that'd be a bit better, but like, I still dig it. The fact that like, I'm not constantly using the same thing all the time. Like I don't, I'm not always sword and shield. Sometimes I've got like, um, boomerangs or yeah. spears and, and changing up bow and arrows. And yeah, uh, I, I'm fine with it. I think it's cool. Other than the fact that I don't want to use my shining sword because I'm going to lose it. So <laughs> I, I pretty much just get a new weapon and I use the shittest weapon I have all the time because I don't want to use it on um, just standard casual cannon fighter uh, I'd rather save that stuff for maybe some of the mini bosses or um, the main bosses I guess I don't know if I've fought any I don't know what main bosses are I've just kind of run across things within the environment that come up with a health bar and you're like oh okay this is something I should be killing I guess so, yeah I don't know, man. I, I, I very much like that game um, a lot. It's yeah. kind of my game that I'm sort of playing at the moment when I've got you know an hour or two to sort of waste away. I'll go in and uh, look for four or five shrines, shrines and do that and then, yeah, go play something else once I'm done with it. So it's a cool game to kind of just fire up every once in a while and jump in and see what's going on. Um, yeah, I'm digging it a lot. So that's cool. Jung should definitely play it at some stage. It's very good. You I should like it. Totally should I agree. I will. It won't nice. be another um, Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play that yet? You monster. Nope. Um, you been playing anything else? Me? Yep. 
not too much. A little bit of uh, at the moment I'm playing through the Battlefront 2 DLC, Why? Uh, which is pretty boring so far. Um, <laughs> there's yeah. been like there's like three missions, and one of them I've only played the first one. It's um, or maybe I've played two. The first one I think was. Uh, a bit more of a battle, but I just finished one that was like uh, jumping in a, uh, a X-wing, and I was literally just following a ship for like a couple minutes, shooting it, um, not really paying attention to the Tie Fighters that were going around me. Um, actually, they weren't Tie Fighters; they were like Jinyata security fighters or whatever. But um, yeah, they weren't. To, there weren't anything I needed to worry about, so I just slowed my ship down to the slowest setting. Followed this big ship and was just shooting lasers at it for a couple of minutes and shooting my torpedoes at it until it died. Yeah. Um, and there was like some story being said, uh, wasn't particularly interesting. So um, I'm kind of interested to see if uh, it ties in with uh, the movie um, and like what it does. Apparently, there's a uh, multiplayer like one of those 20 versus 20 galactic conquest ones that are uh, it's in a location from the movie and there's also like a starfighter assault mission that's in a location from the movie so I'm keen to see that but I'm also keen to see like if these three extra missions uh, tie in with the movie uh, yeah but no that, that mission that I just finished was pretty boring uh, and also played the um, not a hero DLC for Resident Evil and that was all right. It was um, chasing that Lucas Baker guy. I'm not sure if you y'all played it, right? No, no. Uh, you? Oh, I thought you played it, Luke. No more. No, no, it's it's uh, not a hero. Sorry, not a hero. DLC um, for Resident Evil. But you, I thought you played Resident Evil Seven. I, yeah, I did, but I didn't play a DLC. No. Okay, yeah, so you'll remember Lucas Baker. So he's like the son in the Baker family who is like an engineer and uh, he likes strapping bombs to everything and he's the one that uh, puts together that situation that's basically like an escape room, yeah. which is one of the best scenes in Resident Evil 7. Like right. Saw. Um, yeah, yeah, a bit like Saw and you got to like solve some puzzles to get out of the room, try to get out alive. Um, so you're chasing him and he like he is running from you and he's revealed to be working with some bioterrorism organization and uh, he engineers a similar kind of situation it reuses the level design that's in the mines from Resident Evil 7 so you're like you'll recognize that from the campaign but it's kind of like redone to be one of his games with all these like trolley sort of uh, buttons to push around the place and a lot of situations where you're like you know he wants you to do something, but you don't have much other choice. Um, and yeah, there's, there's sections of it that are closed off. Uh, you've got one that has a lot of gas, so you need to find like a, a the gas mask filter before you can go through it. And there's one that's dark, so you need night vision to go through it. Um, you're playing as Chris Redfields, who's like teamed up with the new Umbrella Corp. Hmm. Oh, uh, the new okay. Umbrella Corp is like it's got staff from the old umbrella corp, but the staff are like trying to, uh, 
what's the word? Um, they're trying to redeem themselves um, by doing good deeds, by being right. a good Umbrella Corp. Sure. So um, Chris Redfield's teaming up with them, and um, you're using their equipment. And so the whole night vision thing was a bit dumb because I actually – like there was a whole section that was really dark, but I actually could see. And you could see like going up to an elevator and pressing a button. Uh, but when you press use on it, he was just like, is something there? <laughs> and he, he just wouldn't press the button. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see the button. Come on, just just feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he wouldn't do it until I got the night vision. Um, and there's a new molded, there's a new enemy in there, which is, um, uh, there's like a little, it's like a white molded and there's little ones and big ones. And the little ones are like normal size molded, but, um, you can't damage a white molded until you have this, uh, anti-health regen bullet called a ramrod. And, uh, like they, they call it regen. They, they say that the white molded regen health too fast. Uh, the way it actually works isn't much like a regen thing. It's it's just you can't damage them until you have the special bullet. Um, so once you have the ramrods, they instantly kill a normal white molded. Uh, you don't have to get a headshot. You can just like put one in the chest. They're done. Uh, but then you've got the bigger one where it's like you hit them with the ramrod and then you can damage them normally. And nothing else damages them. So... Um, yeah, you basically got this other resource to worry about in the DLC, uh, which is, you know, you, you need these bullets to do any damage to the enemies. And the first couple of times you encounter them, you don't have those bullets, so you have to either run away or sneak around them or do something else. Um, but yeah, the whole thing's not too large. It's like a two-hour or less than two-hour thing. Yeah, that's cool. Worth I, doing I, that. I really liked the um, that first game. Or the, the game, the, the full game. game. Other than the third act, I thought it was a bit shit. Yeah, this was like I wrote on fandom. It was like it was a bit like the first and second. Like they took elements of the first act and the last act and put it in this DLC. And I think like mostly it's the first act, and that's that's a good thing because it's Lucas Baker and he's done his little games, and that's those are all the good parts of it. And like the only sort of bit that I could have done without is that. Um, it tries to explain everything just like the, the last bits of Resident Evil 7 are kind of like they're they're trying to have it come to a conclusion they're trying to explain the horror they're trying to come up with uh, some sort of plausible reason for everything that's happening uh, and you know inevitably they get into like conspiracy theories and bioterrorism and blah 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 and it's I don't know I just feel like it could do without all that like we don't need that it doesn't need to be explained. It doesn't need to be the giant conspiracies. I don't know. Like I felt like that's why the first bit of Resident Evil Seven was so good. You know, they didn't get into all that. Yeah. It was just a family that likes to eat people. <laughs> it's, you know, it's simple. Yeah. Some families just like to eat people. Just a family with dietary restrictions. <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. Um, I got one more game I played, Hearthstone. I've been playing Hearthstone again. Ew. Ew. I've I mean, only fun. been playing... I, I haven't played... I haven't played any of the multiplayer or whatever. Um, so I've, I've done... Uh, I did a big story for IGN about the new esports plans for the, mm-hmm. like, for the next year. Um, and as part of it, like 
Kobolds and Catacombs came out, and I just want to see the state of the game. But the dungeon run aspect is this single-player element that, it, like, yeah, I don't know. Basically, you start playing, and you get in, and you face a bunch of, like, different bosses as you go through, and you create a deck as you play. So uh, you don't, like, have to make decks. You don't have to open card packs to find the perfect car or whatever. Um, like, yeah, it's it's just, yeah, I don't know. It, it is it. You don't, like, there's no, it's free. It's free to play and there's no being fucking BM'd by dickheads who are, like, deliberately being fuckheads just to fuck with you or whatever the fuck like it's it is what it is it's cool um yeah then i get into it and the rng oh my god it's i don't think they've ever played a fucking roguelike before i don't think they understand what a roguelike is supposed to play like like at some fucking cognitive fucking level they have no idea because they've never played one before because jesus christ it is just rng like to the to death uh, I've only I've finished two of the uh, heroes now because I I'm sticking with a hero until I finish it and I've been stuck on rogue for so fucking long um, because the main problem right is so when you start you the first boss you have to beat has ten health and like I'm at the point now with rogue I've killed like 80 fucking bosses as a rogue and i haven't finished it once i haven't gotten all the way through it once it's infuriating there's eight bosses you're supposed to fucking beat um yeah like just i don't know it's crazy you so you you go through uh i can beat the first boss in like two moves basically uh i'm done i'm so fucking bored of that boss but i like you still got to do it every single time and then after that you get your first bit of loot and i can usually tell if i'm gonna like fail based on that loot because for rogue it feels like your only actual option like your only real strategy or path to victory is like to get lucky repeatedly you basically need as far as i can tell you need battle double battle cries or double death rattles and you need to go either Jade or Cthun style. So you, you get these like packs, these like little, like a couple of cards every single time you kill a boss. You get like three extra cards. And those cards basically dictate how you're gonna play. And the other, the other thing you get is either a passive ability, which can be anything from like, uh, have double, health or all your battle cries trigger twice or something like that um all spells cost one less mana or something like that uh so it's got all of that right uh and then you get your three cards and if if you don't get battle cries or death rails i feel like you just don't have a chance as rogue and i've tried so many different ways um but yeah so if you don't get that and then if you don't get like, if you don't get the option of playing Cthun or fucking uh, Jade Idol uh, cards, like, if all the cards that come up are neither of those things, you're fucked again. And it's it's crazy. 
Like the amount of times I've somehow I've gotten double death rattles and then immediately I will not have any death rattle cards to pick from in my loot is staggering. Like you can't, you just get RNG fucked nonstop and it feels super bad. And there's like bosses that will RNG fuck you. Like if you, I've tried, uh, I was feeling really good. Uh, I'd created, I beat like three bosses. Uh, I created this really good fucking deck, like centered around weapons, right? So I was using weapons to um, to kill my enemies. I, yeah. I got this new weapon where when it like when it dies, when it's used, it goes back in your hand, but it keeps any enchantments, and it's crazy. Like you're able to like buff this thing up to be like a ten plus ten like damage weapon that has poison and shit uh poison and all this kind of other shit and you're like you can do some real damage with that shit and i i think you might like actually i might be able to finish if i got that combo but then i get up to like the fifth fourth or fifth boss and it's this guy who starts with four 15 five minions on the board um, and you got to get rid of them before turn five. They can't attack, but at turn five, he can silence them, and then he can attack. Like, those those things can attack, and they do, obviously, 60, 60 worth of damage. Um, but if you've gone a fucking weapon build, then you're fucked. If you've gone a build that revolves around, like, using your own health as a resource then you're fucked because you can't defeat them. You don't have, like, you didn't pick any fucking cards just to defeat this one boss that you basically hoped you wouldn't have to face because each boss is randomly assigned each time anyway. It's not like you're always going to fight this guy. So you can't plan ahead for these bosses. You just get fucking, you get boned. You get surprised. And, yeah, it's garbage. It's the worst. I... I hate it. I, I'm still playing it because it's awesome on the toilet. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It drives me yeah. fucking batty. The I see what you RNG. mean. Like most roguelikes give you a chance to prepare for the challenge that's coming. Yeah, yeah, and you like you actually can't. Like you cannot. It's not like I'm learning more. All, all I'm learning is how to beat the fucking first boss really fucking quick. Because I'm at the stage now where I immediately know that yeah it's like if if i don't get the cards i need in the first one there's fucking no point like just start over concede and start over it's ridiculous it yeah drives me nuts oh also there's a couple of fucking bosses that like exist to fatigue you why would you make bosses that revolve around fatigue fatigue is not a fucking fun mechanic uh fatigue is actually one of the key like aims for uh, rogue, by the way, like the, the one of the card options, card pack options that you get is to build a fatigue based deck where you yeah. you're supposed to, but you don't like you start off with fucking ten cards. You don't have as many cards as your enemy until the fucking last boss. Like you don't have thirty fucking cards, so. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You don't have 30 cards until boss 7, I think. So you can't fatigue someone if you start off 
with fucking 20 less cards than them. Like, why the fuck is that an option? And then, yeah, they fatigue you. Like, that's fucking dumb. That is so dumb. Holy fuck. Mm. It drives me bananas. But, yeah, anyway, I'll keep playing because I'm an idiot. Um, That's it. That's what I got. Cool. What else we got? Um, Getting over it with Bennett Foddy. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm guessing you guys have probably seen this. It's the game... Um, a hammer game. Where you are a, a man in a cauldron with a, with a hammer or oh, <laughs> a yeah. climbing axe. I've seen that. And uh, it is ridiculous. So it's made by the game that made, uh, sorry, the guy that made uh, Quop. That um, yeah. I think it was on the like the handheld device at one stage where you were controlling like different limbs and trying to run. It was Flash. It was a Flash game. It was a Flash game at first, wasn't it? I love and I love I love Quop. Yeah. yeah, love it. I, I think it made its way to mobile at one stage or something like that. Uh, but um, yeah, so you, you that game was like you would control like. Limb, like uh, muscles in the leg and use the QWOP to kind of maneuver it and yep. um, make, make GURP as well yeah like a bunch of really weird games uh, so this is his latest one and yeah you, you're a dude in a cauldron with a, a hammer and you have to climb a mountain and you do that by uh, controlling this character using your mouse and um you swing the the hammer around to latch on to stuff within the environment and sort of pull yourself up or uh, sort of swing yourself in a momentum with the physics system. Um, and there's things within the environment that get you stuck or things that are slippery. And yep. it's super, a super fucking hard game. Like it, it's designed to be a giant pain in the ass. Um, I've spent about... 45 minutes so far playing it and i'm still at the beginning of the game <laughs> like you get to a point where you get to a like a spot you accidentally slide off something or swing yourself in the wrong direction and it like launches you back to the bottom of the mountain and you're off again trying to climb it um but it's it's super funny uh it, it like when you do fall down it's got this narrator um and i think it's the guy that made it um he's australian um yeah and he starts like talking about like how life isn't fair sometimes and you always you know you all these like quotes that he starts bringing up and it's this really like thing of oh shit i'm back at the start again and it starts like giving you crap about it at the same time um which is really uh quite amusing um but like in its simplest form it's like this super basic game but there's a lot of mechanics to it in terms of um like it seems like all you're doing is swinging a hammer around but you can use that hammer to sort of lift yourself up off the ground and then you can use that to jump a little bit and swing yourself to grab onto a ledge um yeah like it seems basic but there is a lot to it to kind of get you where you need to go and i do feel like i am learning like i'm getting to spots in the map or the mountain um a lot easier than what i was when i first started um, but I, I can only play this game at like 10 minutes at a time because it, it's like yeah. so punishing. Um, but when you do fall down, you're like, well, fuck this game. Fuck everything. <laughs> I'm going to go for a little while. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to come back to that and see if I can get past that mountain, that, that like little one ledge that I couldn't get to. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's about, I think it's about 10 bucks on Steam at the moment. Um, the 10 Australian, like eight USD, uh, it's a puzzle game that if you like something that is ex- it's very hard, extremely hard it's so hard to beat um mm. like i've 
been reading that it takes some people about 13 hours to finish. Um, Speedrunners are still taking, I think, about an hour and a... Um, <laughs> like, I was watching one dude and he was it was taking him about an hour and something. Like, he's got, got it down to an hour and 15 minutes or something. Like, he's not the top speedrunner of the game, but, you know, he's... Yep. Um, he was sort of doing like a guide type thing. Um, right. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, unique, and I think it's hilarious. It's it looks so funny. Um, I want Job to play it and just like stream himself for ten minutes and and laugh because I think you would break something. Um, like, <laughs> like I guess that like stage. trials. Yeah, like it's it's like a similar aspect to that, right? Like it's learning stuff within the environment and like starting again, but in trials. Like, you can quickly restart and off you go. But this one is just like, well, yeah. I've fucking fallen back down the bottom again. I hate this yeah. game. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you get yourself onto, like, a rock that's slippery and you're like, oh, shit, I can't climb this. Oh, fuck, I'm falling. And, yeah, it's it's super funny. Um, but at the same time, I want to punch things. I, like, I, I'm not that type of person that's usually pretty angry about video games, but this makes me pretty angry. Um, and it makes me like oh my god i need like a bigger mouse pad so that i can swing like more momentum and i've been stuffing around with like the sensitivity and all this sort of stuff um but yeah it's it's very funny and interesting game um that i hate a lot so don't check it out (laughs) awesome yep um the other game i've been playing is rumor um it's an australian developed game uh, from Robot House, and yep. this was released, I think, two days ago. You play as a robot vacuum cleaner who um, who is tasked with, I guess, cleaning a house. Um, you start off the game, there's a house AI that you're sort of interacting with and talking to, mm. and the owners of the house aren't there. Um, the AI tells you that the owners are out for the day, and here's your list of things you need to do, and get to it. And there's, like, spills on the floor, and bits of toast all over the place and you got to sort of walk around and pick it up um, using your robot legs uh, robot wheels and uh, clean the environment and then it sort of just progresses from there Um, it's like this story adventure game um, that you you start by cleaning stuff and then it sort of picks up and you start learning about um, the AI and the world and and, um, I don't want to talk too much about the story because that's pretty much what it is um, with a couple of very basic puzzle elements in there um which I, I found to be some of them really cool um like looking at objects within the environment and trying to figure out a password for a locked computer um stuff like you know what's someone's maiden name that type of stuff and you having to go and investigate that that uh that world and try and figure that out um but i never felt that it was too challenging that i couldn't like that i was i was stuck um uh, because it all is sort of in a confined area, which is really cool. Um, and, and it's a very short game as well. It's only about two hours long um, in my experience. So it's right. not going to take you uh, a, a lot of time to get through. Um, the art style is really nice. I, I really dig the art style of the game. I think it looks very pretty. Um, the only thing I will say that is I do think it is priced a little bit too high. Um, yeah. It's 20 I think it's 20 bucks on Steam. 20 us yeah yep. yeah so about 20 something australian um and yeah i just don't i don't know if i agree well i don't agree with that pricing i think it's a little bit too expensive when you can pick up some other games like um you know dead cells or the forest or 
what else have we played this year? Um, it's really cool. Uh, Wild, the Wild Eight. Um, yep. Like those games that are, uh, that you'll get a lot more out of. It's not yeah. like games like Dead Cells, where it's a, a game that's sort of this uh, signature as well. Long experience. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a two hour game, right? So it's kind of, I think it's in a weird price point. I, I had the same sort of issues with, um, what was that other game? Um, with, in the house, the, the house game. Uh, hmm. House game? The game where you're the lady in the house and it's like, oh, it's supposed to be a haunted house, but it's not. Uh, what? That everybody what fucking about? loved. The walking simulator. Gone home. Gone home, that one. Yeah. Like, I like, I really like that game, uh, but I thought it was priced too high. Same sort of stuff, right? Is that right. pricing for this, these sorts of games uh, can be a bit tricky. Um, yep. I, I think it's a good game, but when I'm yep. recommending it to, to people in terms of price points, I do think it's yep. a little bit high. So mm-hmm. if it does go on sale at some stage, the, then I definitely think people should check it out. Um, or if you're into those types of story-based adventure games um yeah that's something for you but otherwise if you're not the type of person that is uh is fond of those type of things then yeah it's it's probably not something that you'll be impressed with especially because it is is a bit, a bit short um so yeah i don't know man i, I don't want to talk, talk about story too much but i yeah. think it's a, a really fun uh a fun game i, you, I you might check it when it hits you shouldn't play oh. it <laughs> You, yeah. you hate story-based adventure games. I like story-based games when they've got good stories, Luke. Yeah, okay. I just yeah. haven't met one. Right. That has it. Yeah. 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 That's about it. Um, so, yeah, it's fun. I like it. It's pretty cool. And that's cool. it. Hmm. Uh, cool. Okay. Should we do some news then? Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. There's not a lot here it. that we can talk about, um, but one that no. sort of piqued my interest was Take Two is opening an indie division. Uh, they oh, announced nice. that this week, I think uh, today. Good. And they've talked about uh, some of the projects that they are working on, and there's some inter- interesting stuff here. They've got a, an RPG um, from David Goldfarb, who worked on Bad Company 2. Yeah. Um, a new shooter from Marcus Leto, who worked on Halo. And the uh, Assassin's Creed guy, Patrice Desolet, is also bringing mm-hmm. uh, his game across to that. So he, he, Patrice has been a, a disappeared for quite a while. Yeah. Because um, he was working at one stage back with... Wasn't he at Ubisoft at one stage again? He went back and then... Yeah, I thought so. And then that game disappeared. And then he was trying to work with THQ, I think, and they went under. <laughs> like, he hasn't had a lot of luck with, with this game that he's trying to make. Um, and he was trying to sue people at one stage to get the rights back to make the game that he was working on. That sort of, I don't know where that went. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Some We might see some interesting stuff out of this division that they're putting together. Um, but I feel like that could be, some of the stuff could be a ways off still. Um, yeah, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I guess it's hard to, hard to know yet, right? But, um, I don't know. It's it's got to be like it's it's a good thing at the basic level, and I think Take Two needs to have some games coming out. So that's probably a good idea. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously next year they've got 
you know, um, fucking Red Dead. Red Dead. But yeah, otherwise. Yeah, maybe Borderlands. Probably not. Um, Obsidian is also working on an RPG, and they'll be publishing under that label as well. So, oh, cool. Yeah, they got a few okay. things. Shit, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Uh, what's it called? Private Division. Yeah, Private okay. Division. That's, yeah, that's the label, right? Um, hopefully, I, I think David Goldfarb, yeah, uh, was uh, pretty, like, key in a lot of what made Bad Company good, so uh, that should be good. Um, obviously, Patrice, uh, i got a soft spot for Patrice, because he was the first person I ever interviewed in, in, the, in the games industry. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, and it's pretty good for a first one. Yeah, it was a big one. It was huge. Um, yeah, I love it. I'm excited. Yep. Cool. Don't doesn't take too long. Fucking that fucking space game. Uh, Kerbal program. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Didn't no take two buy that. Maybe. I think. Um, I'm just checking. Maybe maybe that spurned all this or something I don't know that's odd I'm pretty sure they do right yeah they uh, did oh uh, uh, cool yeah yeah Yeah. maybe they were making a lot of money out of it and thought hey this is this is something we should do <laughs> yeah because yeah. there are a lot of like indie publishers that have popped up last um, couple of years that are doing quite well yep definitely mm. uh, I don't know cool um uh, Another piece of news is not written down, but um, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Uh, I believe everyone can play Sea of Thieves this weekend. Cool. So uh, if, you, if you're about it, you should check everyone it out. Everyone is uh, in the um, insider program? Or? I think everyone can get the insider thing and become part of the Sea of Thieves beta now, I think. Right. Like, it's not open. They're not calling it an open beta, but it's pretty much an open beta. You just got to jump through a small hoop to get... The door is ajar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you haven't played CFTs, it's totally worth it. You should check them. Definitely check them. Um, I think it's started already, by the way, the beta. So, like, the session. Hmm. And it's running throughout the window, uh, the weekend. So, yeah. Hmm. Tights. Although, obviously, we're going to play fucking Ghost Recon Predator first priorities and that's it that's all the news that I know of um yeah cool. it's coming up to Christmas um, that's it um speaking of Christmas we had someone message us at one stage um yeah. talking about to remind people if that you buy a console for your kids to yep. uh well, when Santa comes um yep th- to uh set it up beforehand don't don't uh johnny bravo on twitter was it johnny bravo yeah yeah take it out of the box plug it in update it so the first thing they're doing when they go to play the brand new console is not sitting there and updating it for fucking 24 hours um yeah that's a that's actually really good advice yeah that's a good tip yeah Yeah. that's a buzzkill that's the pro tip um and and also fire up the games as well because yeah a lot of them obviously huge updates yeah day one updates yeah it's good thinking. Good thinking. Um, yeah, and uh, speaking of, I guess, podcasts, uh, 
update, someone pointed out that Patreon uh, decided to not charge people 30 cents per fucking transaction. Plus, um, plus 5% or whatever it was. Plus, yeah, plus whatever the fucking other stuff was. Um, so if you cancel your uh, Patreon and you want to jump back in, uh, you shouldn't get stung anymore. But um, as always, don't feel like you got to. Uh, we obviously super appreciate it. Um, but yeah, do you do you, you do what you, you need to do. Um, yeah, cool. Um, I just thought I'd point that out. Uh, it's, it's good that they got rid of that cause that was fucking ridiculous. Uh, we got some questions. Let's do some questions and then we'll go fight a fucking predator. Okay. Let's do it. Engine rights. Hi, Joby and Luke and the gap. Uh, why does nobody talk about Valve when it comes to loot boxes? I know they are cosmetic, but the whole Steam market system is designed around these products. They hired an economist at one point to help them design this. This change uh, made to the this change he made to the Steam is the mark. What? Um, Maybe they. Yeah, this change they made to the Steam, to Steam. is. The- Market. So Steam is the market, which adds a real-world value to the item you get from a crate. This has spawned the lounges, which allowed gambling on matches with skins based on value, and eventually T-Mind and the rest creating casinos around a computer game skin system. Uh, the amount of people sucked in and exploited by the system is much more impactful than the Battlefront 2 one. I'm not defending EA's piece of shit EA deserving of the criticism but I always assume more people have tried to get an expensive skin because it is closer to a true slot machine uh, system open this crate you may get an item worth hundreds of dollars so why does nobody talk about it they don't even make games anymore really so it's not like any news site is really going to miss out on a pre-release version of Half-Life 3 or Portal 3 or even a new IP it seems like people are scared of criticizing Valve in a real way Half-Life, Half-Life jokes are fun and the Steam store is actually uh, and the Steam store is actually joke these a joke a joke these days, but real criticism on what they do seems to not get the attention it deserves. So yeah, well it's interesting we got Jung on. Um, <laughs> can't uh, shut me up about loot boxes. The fucking the fucking original, the the first person talking about fucking loot boxes. Um, original. Well, I mean I yeah. I'm I'm happy to have played my role in <laughs> bringing the issue to more people. I wasn't yeah. the first to talk oh, about are. it, <laughs> and certainly like all of this, uh, like it was it was uncommon when I did the floppy episode for yeah. media people to be talking about it. I wasn't the first media person either, but no. it was just uncommon. But like in dev circles, it was all common knowledge. It was yeah, even junior developers know how to do that stuff. They're like educated in gamification and I'm actually happy to see now that a lot of courses um, design sort of lecturers are incorporating a, a ethical element into their teaching um, I'm always happy to see that uh, yeah so I do think yeah Valve are, are one of the worst when it comes to that and they were one of the earliest they weren't the first to do it as well but um yeah they you know tf2 and counter-strike like counter-strike it's just straight up roulette 
Like I think I'm I'm always one to make an argument for like not only is uh, the actual uh, prospect of putting up value for uh, an unguaranteed reward or like a random reward that's that's one thing but also the mechanics of how it's done is another thing um, the actual emulating of gambling machine aesthetics and yeah the uh, the sounds that they use and the visuals that they use which are all designed to addict people I think that's one thing that we need to pay more attention to because there's a lot of talk about the legal definition of gambling and there's a lot of talk about like what do we get for what do we pay um, but not enough talk about like the um, the way that these sounds and visuals interact with our brain uh, and then yeah there's the whole the, there's the third aspect of it as well which is um, the third party skin betting sites which yeah basically get little 11 year olds gambling shit gambling yeah. real value um, but I am like I'm, I'm actually writing a post at the moment because I think I'm used I wrote a loot box piece a little while ago for Phantom uh, which was a, more of a response to the ESRB saying that they don't think loot boxes are gambling um, I think it's a bit short sighted on their part mm. and it's going to take some pressure from outside sources to get them to change their mind and the publishers that fund it massively benefit from loot boxes obviously but uh, I, I sort of mused in that piece that it would be funny to calculate the re return to player amount, the RTP, of in-game in loot boxes versus actual pokey machines. Because those pokey machines that are heavily regulated and measured mm -hmm. have minimum values of return to player. So uh, in a, a place like Vegas, they might have a minimum return to player of like... Uh, ninety nine percent, ninety eight percent, or something like that. Uh, in New South Wales, I think it's eighty five percent. And in like the online space, which is highly competitive, it might be like ninety nine point eight percent or something like that. Uh, but these are all like measured and regulated. Uh, and with loot boxes, it's not. Yeah. So you could like the, they're hiding behind the fact that you always get something, but mm -hmm. you could pay two dollars fifty Australian dollars for. Uh, the key to a crate in Counter-Strike. And you might get something that's worth three cents. Yeah. So technically, you, you always get something. But realistically, practically, the return to player amount is far, far lower than um, what you get, I, I think. So I'm used it would be fun to kind of measure those in a, in a literal real-world value sense because we can... Like, you know, using the marketplace on Steam, we can attach a real-world value to uh, these items, and they're required to disclose the odds for getting certain things because they operate in China, and the government of China requires them to disclose that. So, uh, And also several people have done, like, crate opening uh, studies where they, like, open a, a thousand and just see what the odds are with that. So we can kind of line all these things up to measure what the odds are and what the return to player is of, of loot boxes versus real-world Pokemon machines. So I'm working on that one at the moment. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious what we're going to see, which is that in-game loot boxes, are they, they offer you a lot less in terms of return, but uh, yet to be scientifically...
proven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think Steam gets away with it as well, um, mostly because it's like attached to games that people like. I think a lot of people just sort of think of like uh, Team Fortress or Counter Strike. Uh, or Dota is these things that just are. It's not like they're new games or anything. It's not like they're new and popular. They're just fucking very popular. And so I think, yeah, it's very easy to sort of just ignore them. Like, oh, who cares? Only Counter-Strike players play that. Like, yeah. but yeah, it is like, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a good point um, that Engine made. Like, I don't think people are scared of getting like, blacklisted by steam or anything i don't think it's that i think they just yeah it's easy yeah. it's just not i don't think it. anyone's really scared of criticizing valve like i've, I've never yeah. encountered that as a yeah a sort of feeling i think yeah everyone's pretty cool with with criticizing them but the, i think valve is smart and gabe is smart and they they know they know what the general feeling about them is and i, I think if it ever gets into territory where people start to feel bad about valve or gabe or something like that then they do things that go down well on the internet you know what i mean yeah yeah they, no, they do good pr they do good like internet pr yeah that's it yeah yeah um cool all right good question engine uh um, gotta... make games oh my god i hate when people say that what what do they make what have they made what do they make? Uh, what in the last like six years they've what have they done? Like Portal, Dodo, Dodo. Yeah, they've done Dodo, Portal. They released Counter Strike. They, they released uh, a game in twenty seventeen. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what? What is this? <laughs> the reason why people say that is because they haven't made fucking Half Life Three. It's like they haven't made the game that you want them to make. Instead, no, they don't busy. make a game a year, so it's hard to think of them as game developers. Like compare compared to the likes of EA or Activision yeah. or like that sort of stuff. That's what it is. They they get talked and like they you know make similar amounts of more, more money than those companies, but they don't make a game a year so it's easy to say they're not really a game studio anymore because they don't release games all that often well yeah and they're like the whole games as a service thing they they're still working on Counter-Strike they're still working on Dota they're still working on Team Fortress like yeah yeah. Um, they've got that stupid card game that is coming out next year oh yeah artifacts artifacts alright alright Dozer Jacks writes Hi, Luke and Jorbo Schmittendorf. Uh, I'm he- about to head over to the UK for Christmas and have about 20 hours of flights in my near future. As frequent travelers, at least more frequent than me, how do you play? Uh, how do you guys tend to pass time on planes? Do you watch movies, play games? Are there any good Android mobile games you could recommend for flights? Uh, thanks. Hope you guys have a top Christmas and New Year's. Thank you, Dozer. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I play games, but... Uh, like, you, you got to take your own stuff to watch. Uh, if you got a tablet, take it on a tablet. You don't want to watch a fucking phone screen for fucking 20 hours, man. Um, yeah, play games. Uh, I've got a couple of good recommendations, actually. Um, 
There is Break to Die, which I've been playing a fair bit and I'm a fan of. Uh, it's good. It's just good fun. Um, it's like just one of those sort of like an endless driver type game. Like you, the car just keeps moving forward and you just sort of dodge cars and stuff. Just a mindless time waster, basically, uh, which is perfect for a plane. Um, another good one is Gladiator Rising, uh, which is a bit of a roguelike where you, like, you just repeatedly go into this gladiatorial arena and can constantly fight and you like level up as you go and it's just nice to sort of learn them the systems involved um there are those two and uh fucking what, what are those tower defense games defense defense zone the defense zone series fucking i play the shit out of those i don't think i know those sure what how, how could you not defense uh, zone. no yeah yeah they're just they're really well polished there's three of them I think and they're just really well polished um, oh tower. I just found a new tower defense game hey look out what's, what's it called defense zone okay yeah there's three of them um yeah I don't know I kill hours playing those they, they, I don't have any time these days to work on my own tower defense game so <laughs> um, I just watch the movies I watch the movies on the on uh, the plane yeah because that's my opportunity to catch up on all the shitty movies that I haven't seen in the cinema. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that's that's what I use it as as well. But I take movies that I actually want to watch, as opposed to like there are movies that my wife won't watch, like anything with clowns in it and shit. So I have to watch it on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll have it on my. Um, I'll have the movies on my fucking surface, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll, I'll watch them and play like break to die at the same time or whatever the fuck and just if sort of you've goes. got a seat next to you that's free because i'm oh, like i don't know um i can't i can't whip out a laptop if i've got people on both sides of me like there's just not enough space with the elbows yeah. and everything right but if yeah if there's someone if there's like some free space ideal time to get some typing done oh yeah 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 that's true and and if your laptop can handle it I played Dead Cells. I played Dead yeah. Cells on a flight back from, uh, I think it was Europe. Yeah. Did I, did I go to Europe this year? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, it might have been. Or America. I don't know. I definitely played it because I, I recommended it because I'm awesome. Of course. Uh, but yeah, I played it for like fucking 10 hours on a plane. And that is a fucking awesome way to kill a bunch of time. But you do have to take a controller. And... It, it turns into if you don't have space next to you if you don't have a seat free next to you it turns into a bit of a thing uh, the person next to you definitely starts to give you the side eye yeah. uh, but if you've got some space uh, yeah 100% crack out the lappy plug in the controller and play fucking dead cells that, perfect it's awesome it's great yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah. also he, he was yeah. talking about Android games I don't know if he's got a um, switch or anything like that oh yeah yeah. True. Switch, um, but yeah, Android. Yeah, I, I don't know those, those games. I suggested. I think are... Dead Cells is like great for wasting time, but it's like it's not. It's like time well wasted. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a very enjoyable time sink. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right. Good question. Dozer, enjoy London. You have a good Christmas as well. Uh, and Baz writes, well fucking done on four hundred episodes. It's been top shelf show. Hopefully they keep coming. Um, 
I guess they certainly will. I think we've got one more in the year, right? One more for the year? Probably, yeah. The Game of the Year podcast. We can do that. Um, and, yeah, and then I guess we'll, we'll kick on again next year. But, um, yeah, I think it's been a good year. Um, I was going to say, oh, yeah, um, I, I think I already said it, but the Gap clothing store shut down. He did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we outlast, we outlast the Gap. Gap. The Australian, the, the Gap podcast beat the Gap clothing brand. Oh, yeah, I said clothing band, I remember now. Mm. Idiots. What an idiots. Um, yeah. Anyway, 400 episodes. Thank you so much for coming on, Jung. Thank you to all our Patreon members, patrons, Patreon, whatever. Uh, let's oh, go yeah. play some fucking Predator. We you should go Wildlands, Jung? What's that? You got Ghost Recon Wildlands? I do not. I have to get back to work anyway. What? What's that? Trash. All right, should we wrap it up um, then? Let's do it. You got anything on Pimp, John? Nah, not really. Not Check out Phantom, I guess. Um, hey, John. The- yeah. What's the best Dark Souls wiki to go to? <laughs> Is it you wiki can't, dot you can't ask me that. Or- <laughs> you can't ask me that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gold. Uh, um. Yeah, go to Phantom. I wrote something on Phantom. There's something on, of mine on Phantom. There'll be something else on, of mine on yeah. Phantom. But go it's check out. Business. Yeah, go check you out how to, how it's, to it's deal like with hackers. It's heartbreaking to me that we, like, f- Phantom and Wikia lost the, the wiki battle for Dark Souls yeah. and Battle Right. So, like, the games that I'm loving the most, <laughs> we don't, like, we're not the home of those games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why do you think that is? Why Why is it like, I know why I use well, Wikidot over the others, but. I can't, like Dark Souls was before my time and, and so was Battleright, but Battleright's one of those games where it would have required foresight. Like it, it would have required someone like me being yeah. there a year ago who yeah. was playing Battleright and saying, this game will definitely grow very organically and be big and be an eSport. So we need to jump on this now before anyone else jumps on it. Because if you leave that one up to the community, and one of the other wikis decides to invest in it, then yeah. they win. So yeah, that's yeah. what. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you get to do that uh, the next uh, From Software game. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as we know the what name of it, it, I'll be, uh, I'll be. I mean, I already wrote a thing about that, um, which is just like everything that we know at the moment and what we can also glean from that teaser trailer. Um, so the answer to that is we don't know very much. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we still basically know nothing. It's fun to speculate, but, yeah, yeah it could be a you, whole bunch of different things. Do you think that'll be next year? Uh, yes, yeah. I do. I think it'll be towards the end of next year. Right. Out? Yeah. Or that we find out about it. Fucking no um, way. No, that seems like a really short amount of time to me. But they, they usually do that, right? They, they announce something and then it'll be out in like six months. Yeah, but that's like a. Is it out six? No, it's not six months later, is it? Didn't they do that like last, usually get a full last year, time right? for for Dark Souls three? They announced it at like E three, and it was out in March or something. The next. Oh, I can't remember. But um, uh, I'm just going off a tweet. There was uh, a dude who he, he did a lot of promotion for Bloodborne. He used to work at Sony, and now he's actually changed to go and work for From Software. Um. So. Yeah, he was responsible for a lot of Bloodborne promotion, and he tweeted right after that teaser trailer ended, saying, 
uh, like something like I can't wait to reveal more information. We'll be talking mm-hmm. about it more over the next twelve months. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, I don't know. It's I guess I guess we'll know more within the next twelve months, which maybe means it's going to come out in twelve months. But mm. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I got I got that thing on IGN about Hearthstone esports. Uh, that was really rewarding to write about because everyone told me that Hearthstone isn't an esport. Um, it's not. Thanks, Chung. And um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, obviously on Fandom, uh, and I've got an interview with Nutshot on Red Bull, so you can check that shit out. Cool. That's what I got. What about you, Luke? Anything? Nothing. Cool. Hi. Right. Yep. Um, we we might try and do a Star Wars spoiler cast. Um, yeah. At some stage, we're, we're getting a bit long now. Um, over two and a half hours. <laughs> so we might do that for another time. But uh, yeah, okay. maybe we'll see if we can wrangle Nate in or someone like that and yep. chat about Star Wars because we had some people ask about that. So it's a good idea. Yeah. We'll but see. We what might we do. be super. Um. All right. Cool. Yep. Let's wrap it up. Thanks, John. No worries. You're a legend. Does anyone ever tell you that? No. 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 (laughs) Thank you, though. The wind beneath Job's wings. Fuck off, mate. (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's let's get out of here then. Thanks, everyone, listening. Peace. Peace.